0: Uh, Oh, good. You got some fun Italian names to pronounce. (laughs) Good luck with that. it will be fine. Uh, I'm ready when you are.
1: Okay. I mean, you're starting, so.
0: Okay. Welcome to Bad Puns and Machine Guns, the podcast where we watch and discuss every Arnold Schwarzenegger
1: movie one at a time, and maybe the occasional surprise as well. I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Kevin Keene. And today we're discussing Raw Deal, released by Dina... You were right. (laughs) First name. (laughs) (laughs) Dilarentis. Let's start over again.
0: Tons of Machine Guns, the podcast we watch and discuss every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie one at a time, and maybe the occasional surprise
1: as well. I'm Mike Olson. And I'm Kevin Keene, and today we're discussing Raw Deal, released by De Laurentiis Entertainment Group and Embassy Pictures on June 6th, 1986, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, Catherine Harold, Darren McGavin, Sam Wanamaker, Paul Schenar, Stephen Hill, Ed Lauder, and Robert Dobby. Written by Gary DeVore and Norman Wexler. Based on a story by Luciano Vincenzoni and Sergio Donati. See? First try. You got got it on the first try. Directed by John Irvin. (laughs) Yeah, the Delorentis lineage really shines through on those story credits. Uh, So, Raw Deal. What do you think? Uh, This was my pick,
0: and it was in response to our Twitter feed um, that I put out a a, a poll, basically, of about four movies, I think. And this is the one that came in first of what we had left.
1: I thought this was the loser from season three. I thought the poll was, what do you want to see, red, deal, or red Heat or Raw Deal? Or Red Deal. I just made up a new movie. I, I didn't this lose, and that's why we're in season four, and no, not season three?
0: I, so I had that poll, but I also had one subsequent to that, of oh. knowing that I was going to be kicking off season four. <laughs> just shows how much I pay attention to our own Twitter. Thank there you. was another poll? <laughs> Sorry, I missed it. I'm guessing you weren't one of the 20 votes on no, the I poll. No, I did not vote. Okay.
1: <laughs> I only knew about the, the, the previous poll. Uh, yeah, so um,
0: what? Uh, what are your initial thoughts on Raw Deal?
1: I have mixed feelings about it, but in general, I liked it a lot. I gotta admit, I I had a lot of fun with the one with this one, and this
0: feels like a fun Arnold movie more than uh, I, I'm not sure if it was intended to be that, but I had a lot of fun with it.
1: It's, I think it's a movie that has a little bit of a sense of humor about itself. I mean, uh, I think I'd seen this originally. I know sometime in college, I had a little bit of a, an Arnold. Marathon, where I just kind of watched a lot of Arnold movies that I'd never seen before, and this was in there. Red Heat was in there. Commando, I think. I think the first time I saw Commando was in college. So my memory of this, just based on my vague memories from college, is that this is the worst of them. But actually, no. I mean, I think I think based on some. uh, There's one thing I noticed about this movie is it tends to like every scene has kind of a comedy ending. Like it's a (laughs) it's a pretty serious movie, but then every scene just like has a wacky moment at the end. So I mean. It has a sense of humor about itself that, like, Red Heat, for instance, is not. At all. Yeah, which I, I agree. I think this one's a lot of fun. It's really stupid. Yeah. But it's stupid in the right ways. It's it's stupid in fun ways. So, yeah, there, the, I, I got in my notes, kind of my overview,
0: is that it's kind of a sillier uh, Red Heat in some ways. Now, there isn't necessarily as much of the Belushi, you know, kind of... But I don't know if it's buddy comedy. No, but thank goodness. They both take place in Chicago. Yes. They both have trains prominent. I know it's really just in the beginning. I just couldn't get past of how over-the-top Amtrak is in the opening shot to yeah, this movie. It's, it's one shot, but yes. Uh, and, you know, it's obviously starring Arnold. And this one, you get a, better, you get a nice gear-up scene. That, that is the one thing that, that Red Heat was missing. <sighs> Again, I... W- in a fun way, okay, I, sh- I shouldn't have said good. Okay,
1: it, in a way... <laughs> it's a
0: gear-up scene.
1: It's a gear-up The up presence scene. of a gear-up scene is good. It's not <laughs> a good gear-up scene, but it is a gear-up scene, and that's good.
0: I, w- I want to get there, but I think it's good for one reason. It's, it's unintentionally funny.
1: Oh, I'm at not least sure. for me. Hmm. I'm, so, not, I'm trying to predict what it could be. I'm yeah. not sure.
0: So I, I had totally forgotten this took, took place in Chicago, though. I mean, I probably saw this 20 years ago. Yeah. Totally forgot. And I probably would have mentioned it if I had remembered it on Red Heat because of that kind of connection. It's loose, but a connection.
1: Yeah. At least in part, there are sections that are definitely not Chicago. Obviously, the opening... uh one-Way Driver, that song. <laughs> That's doesn't have a way to open... I guess it's not the opening, but it's the introduction to Arnold. It's like,
0: what All a right. weird Well, start. okay, see, so you, you, you took away a little
1: bit of my thunder with okay, that. Okay, I'm sorry. But
0: effectively what I had is that this, this movie, the way I would sum it up if I had to, in an elevator pitch... It's like an episode of the A-Team. There's a lot of stuff in this that's very A-Team, except in my notes I have exactly what you're talking about, that song. All of a sudden became an episode of the Dukes of
1: Hazzard for a very short period of time. I have the words Dukes of Hazzard (laughs) are also in my notes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that's really why that sequence is there is because the Dukes of Hazzard was big. (laughs) I think uh, so, too. I didn't think about the A-team, though. You're right. I mean, it's not a team. It's like if you rolled all the A-team into a single guy. Yeah, maybe, maybe the better is
0: it's like one of the 80s... Yeah, action I'm, shows. You, you could insert Knight Rider for the 18. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like for sure. Or like Airwolf for just like, yeah, it Air, has that perfect feel, feel, yeah. In particular, the ending of this movie, I mean, that is exactly what I ended with. Air Airwolf,
1: the A Team, Knight Rider. That ending of
0: this movie is one of those TV shows.
1: Yeah, it's very 80s in a way that say Commando or Well, Commando's pretty 80s, I guess, but uh certainly Red Heat is not No, doesn't seem that 80s, but no. this is just like, yeah, that style of uh you know for a fact that he is never going to get shot. It doesn't matter how many guys he's fighting, you know, cause it's weird because this movie is kind of playing it pretty serious in a yeah. lot of ways. And yet it's not afraid to just say, okay, here's a like scenery guns down. I mean, it's an Arnold movie. It is, it is very much in, in that mold. I'll say. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it fits the formula, right? Yeah. It's, but almost in a way where like the whole movie is kind of pointless so I have, oh, a, I have a note saying, uh, um, "I we just yeah." I don't want to jump right to the end, but uh, when he gets to the end, where he gets to the point where he's just like, "I'm gonna just shoot everybody." <laughs> I have a note saying, "Like he could have done this right from jump, and like literally nothing <laughs> that came before this matters. He could have saved us an hour and fifteen minutes. Yeah, because he's just back to square one again, going okay, like, 'Okay, I'm just gonna shoot everybody.'" <laughs> All his like uh, it's it's the same all the machinations to get there. Yeah, it's the same thing we were talking about Conan, where like his strength is not subterfuge. <laughs> he just needs to go straight forward and attack, and that's ex- every Arnold movie. That's the case. Like all his like, I'm going to go undercover and change my identity. It's like I'm no, gonna have these suits and I'm going to slick my hair back. Why? Just put on the 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 t-shirt. Put on the jacket over the t-shirt and gear up. Yeah, we didn't need the entirety of this movie is completely superfluous, but that's fine. I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, and
0: it's the same thing for me. This is this. I'm this is going to fall under the pleasant surprise. It's been a long time since I'd seen it. This, at least for me, was a lot of fun.
1: And I'll say this because you know we both like kind of so bad it's good types of movies. Yeah, it's I don't not th- that. think this quite qualifies. No, but it's in the ballpark enough that I feel like it's replaced hercules in new york for me as far as like all that you enjoy i like. enjoy you know i used to enjoy hercules in new york in kind of an ironic way even mm. though i knew it was really dumb um this isn't as bad as i mean it's it's a competently made action movie yeah. i don't want to paint it in that brush but i feel like it's kind of filling a hole that hercules in new york left where it's like oh man hercules in new york is not as funny as i thought or as fun and she's like oh this is better than i thought it's yeah. in, in a in a kind of an ironic way but not really I I'm totally on board with you. Okay, good. I'm glad uh, we both are coming in like the because you know I, I it could have gone either way for either one of us. I think I too. even while I was watching it. Like almost when I was done, I'm just like I, I think I liked that. <laughs> it's kind of it's frustrating in a lot of ways because it. I mean, our podcast is kind of designed to really get into the minutia, and this thing's going to come apart immediately as soon as we start like taking this movie apart. It's it's going to fall apart. Oh, as absolutely. soon as we start like looking into the details. None of these plot points make sense. It's just like, no, it, it's basically like a water sandwich. I mean, there's just nothing there. <laughs> I've never heard that term before. Oh, really? You never <laughs> heard that? water sandwich. Yeah, I like it. It's like a water. There's just nothing. As soon as we start to like bite into this, there, look, there's nothing here. Yeah, but that's fine. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, the, the, it's of its time for sure. Yeah. You know, a B movie starring Arnold by Dino De Laurentiis, it's like, you pretty much know what you're going to get. Yeah. He's, he's the king of schlock. I was reading that uh, the only reason Arnold did this movie was to get out of his Conan contract because... I saw that as well. I didn't know if that was true or just you know IMDB trivia. I I think it's true because I know that at some point when they first signed Arnold to be Conan the Barbarian, it was a five-picture deal with the De group. And I think between this and Red Heat, like he basically did them back-to-back to to say, all right, I don't want to do any more Conan movies. I'll do these instead. Just get me out of it. It was probably a wise move. Yeah, probably. Probably what I ended up getting typecast a little bit. So I I don't know like I'm not sure if I'm imagining that he's a little bit disinterested in this movie and in the red heat I think a little bit I can I, I think I, that's one downside is I don't think he's entirely on board with this movie he's kind of going through the motions there there's
0: certainly some of that in here but I don't I don't think it detracts or takes anything away I mean it's certainly not his best but it's not his worst either so. I, yeah, even if he's mailing it in, I don't think it's that obvious. There, there.
1: It may not be again his best, but I don't think it's that obvious if he's mailing it in. And part of it may be because he's undercover, and I think it's Arnold maybe trying to be low key and just like I'm gonna. He's playing a character who's playing a different character, you know. Yeah. And I think maybe that's part of it. Yes. Pause for one moment. <laughs> <laughs> I need So coffee.
0: yeah, so with that, I'd say uh, unless you've got anything else on the overview, I'm, I'm ready to get into the minutia. Uh,
1: the only thing I would like to mention before we start and i'll touch on more specifics i think as we go but i really love the score i was going to ask you about that it was noticeable to me i don't know if i liked it. i didn't dislike it but it's like so blunt in a way that i enjoy it's just it's you know it has that synthy thing that i really like that it's kind of john carpenter ish in okay. a way that i really like in a, in a in a similar way or his scores are very blunt it'll just be like it's one note over and over or just like you know a beat and then just like you know, did, 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 just something like that. Just like really simple yeah. and forceful and blunt. and I really like that. I mean, in some parts, it's maybe a little too like <laughs> there's a part. Well, we, I'll, I'll save it until we get there. But there's one There's sometimes where it kind of rocks out a little too much. Oh, wait, until we get there. Yeah. You'll have you to, talk you'll, about it now.
0: You'll, no, no, you'll have to point it out because I, I can remember it, but I can't remember one of the scenes. I can't remember one a few times where the score was a little bit over the top.
1: I'll save it. But uh, right. yeah, we can get started. Because, yeah, it starts
0: with your Amtrak train. Yeah, so I, does, does this count as product placement? I know it doesn't, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Th- this entire sequence, I was so confused. Even the second time, this the assembly of this killing crew was extremely confusing to me.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, it seemed like they didn't shoot enough footage to really make it clear. Like One guy's coming on a train, a couple guys driving in a car. I, was, I wasn't sure if they were all coming in on a plane and then... Getting out of the train or yeah, I have no idea. It's they they showed multiple forms of of transportation, but it's not clear if they're all going from one to the next to the next or if or they're all coming up. in. <laughs> right, I think I think I, they're meeting up. But I, l-
0: logically, it would be yes that they're all meeting up. That they're not all you know like Chicago hit crew. That they're coming in from different parts of the country
1: yeah my notes are just like train speedboats you know like it's it's just you know i have no like logical progression here I don't, so, I don't know
0: yeah and i forgot about this actually my first note i was covering it all because i had the dukes of hazard i had the a team the a team is for the ending i had the whole thing feels like miami vice in chicago i mean that's what this opening with the score
1: <laughs> yeah the speedboats the speedboats yeah. so what on Lake like michigan what See, I'm not sure if it's supposed to be like Michigan. See, I think I interpreted it as they took some speedboats to <laughs> to the train to, station. No, to an airport, flew to Chicago, then took the train into the city, like from O'Hare. They just showed a really elaborate transportation is what you're saying. But they're not even going to the city. They're going to some like farmhouse. Yeah. I'm not even sure if this is Chicago. It might not even be. I mean, the, the majority of it takes place there. And that's where the the mob boss Pat,
0: Petrovita. Petro, right. Yeah. Petrovita. Yeah. So I I assume that it was just either the suburbs or maybe like Wisconsin. So it wasn't that far from Chicago.
1: But do we see, because there's a shot of a helicopter, right? And there's like, it's really foggy. And I'm not sure if you can tell if it's Chicago. So maybe this isn't even, this opening sequence where they're, Going after the, this, this witness? It, it could not. We don't even know where it is. Yeah, but it, it probably is around Chicago. At least that's what I took it as. I, I assumed that too, but as we're talking through it, I I don't know if we know that for sure. It
0: doesn't matter. Well, anyway, th- this entire planes, trains, boats,
1: and automobiles is basically just to show the assembly of this three-man crew. <laughs> right. There's like five vehicles for those three, three guys. So he must have just done a succession of something. Either that or some of the guys got killed or bored along the way. Yeah, but uh, yeah, they're, they're attacking this FBI safe house, we learned later. Uh, yes, we learned that there's a witness and witness protection and
0: all I have my main note for this entire scene it's a deadly game of trivial pursuit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they're not even playing it right. Like, it seems like he asked the question. I have the question. It's, it's John about John Wayne. Wayne yeah. How many, wait, how many times has John Wayne been nominated for an Academy award? And the guy goes, probably not enough. And the guy just goes <laughs> and puts the card back. It's like, well, <laughs> are you accepting that as the, a correct answer? <laughs> Did he get a piece of the pie for that answer? Right. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it, they may just be doing what actually, uh, my sister and I used to do is we wouldn't actually play. We would just take the cards out and read the trivia to each other and yeah. not even play. So, yeah. I think that's how a lot of people play. That. <laughs> <laughs> they're just killing time. I actually have the answer to that question if you, if you want to know. Uh, please. Uh, do you want to guess or so, should I just tell you? How many, John Wayne? How many times has John Wayne been nominated for an Academy Award? Ooh, I'm going to guess two. That's correct if you assume acting. Ah. He's nominated twice as an actor and once as a producer slash director. I, I wouldn't have known that. He directed a movie that was nominated for Best Picture. Okay. Some trivia. We're getting our own trivial pursuit. I looked it up. Fantastic. So
0: um, really not too much happens here other than there's. Uh, it, this opens up pretty, the body count opens up uh, pretty quickly on this movie.
1: Yeah, I've got them one by one, but I don't know if it's that important. We've got basically seven, there are seven HBI, uh, HBI? H- FBI. <laughs> what is the HBI? I'm tired. It's been a long day. Uh, did, did you notice, on one, this is where the
0: B B movie already started to break out because one of the FBI guys goes down. He gets shot, I think in the heart, but he grabs like way above his wound. Did you I, happen to notice that? No, I didn't notice that. Oh, I that. thought it was
1: outstanding. I and mean, there's definitely a lot of, like, clutching, like, I've yeah. been shot. It's like a kid playing, like, cops yeah. and robbers.
0: This one, I think there was a squib, but he clearly grabs above it, which is probably for safety
1: reasons, but it it looked pretty bad of where he was grabbing. I didn't notice it, but yeah, there's a lot of that. Like, that seems pretty par for the course in this movie. Like, none of the squib work or stunts or any of it is going to look very good. It's so, all kind of shoddy. So, and at some point, too, a grenade gets thrown in. I just, I needed to ask the expert, did the grenade do anything? It did not. <laughs> <laughs> you're absolute that i noticed because i have to notice these things um yeah <laughs> i mean here here are my notes for the body count there's two two at the beginning like two guys are on the perimeter and then when they yes. burst in blue shirt gets shotgun first then white shirt and pink shirt are machine gun down potty gun that's four and five they throw a grenade in while their own man is inside <laughs> which accomplishes nothing and then green shirt tries to run and is assault rifled in the back he's number six and then there's a guy in the bedroom guarding the witness who just sh- oh, shoots you. wildly at the wall? The, sa- I, the guy who is in the room with the witness just fires wildly and deserves to go. Is you what my note is. He takes out a lot of heirlooms that are yes, hanging on the wall, but exactly. th- takes out no mob guys. No, he's number seven, and then uh, Marcello. Oh man! Once again, I've uh, forgotten to add one of Marcello's number eight. That I was just going to correct you because I had
0: um, I had eight total, including the witness.
1: Yeah. Make sure I add one at the end. All right. We're starting all right. off this season with a bang. <laughs> Already I've got an error on the body count. <laughs> season four, of the final season, and we still don't have it right. I'm out of practice. So, you know, we haven't had to do that and do body counts right. in a while. I really, really like, you know, speaking of, we were just saying how all the squib work is kind of lousy and stuff, but him getting shot through the head. Is pretty cool. That's yes. a pretty cool. It was pretty realistic. It's pretty brutal. You're seeing from the back of his head, and then there's a mirror, and then you see in the mirror a squib go off on his face. Yes, and then the mirror cracks right where his eye is. Oh yeah, it's a really well planned out, and then the timing is like it goes boom, boom. Like right. actually, like it the, would be a bullet. Right? Yeah, it's actually really, really well done. One of the few effects slash like stunts. That, it's convincing and cool,
0: and so uh, then we've got the FBI coming in to clean up in the
1: aftermath, and we uh, have you'll shoot your eye out, kid. <laughs> <Yeah. as laughs> it took me a long time to figure that out. Really? I'm looking at him, going like, "Who is that?" <laughs> and I didn't want to look. I was like, "I'm gonna figure it out by the end." And then finally, like, you got Fred Gile came in your head. Yeah, it was it was very. I, I I'm not that familiar with Christmas Story. Oh, I I watched it a ton as a kid. Yeah, so. it's I've really only seen it when it's on TV. Like you know. And they run for 24 hours or whatever. Right. Uh, But since I haven't had cable in a while, I haven't seen it in a long time.
0: Yeah, so for for those who may or may not know, the father in Christmas Story. uh, Actually, I think the character's name is The Old Man, because I've actually got The Old Man FBI agent in my notes throughout. His name in the credits is The Old Man? I think his name in the credits is The Old Man. No, his name is definitely Harry. Well, no. Well, oh, no. I'm saying the old man in Christmas story, oh really he yeah did, oh the, the father doesn't have a name. the father has a name, but I'm pretty sure he's in the credits because Ralphie refers to him as oh, the old man so gotcha, I, gotcha. I think in the credits he's the old man he does have a name though. that's kind of funny, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then so we get that his his son is one of I think his son might have been the first one he was his son well, the first guy who was going out when the the guns just come in blazing he just stands no chance because he opens the door and just gets mowed down is that who was I, I didn't go back and see who which one was his son. I think so because it's the youngest guy and I think that's his son his name, son's name is Mike and he had two weeks until his birthday
1: <laughs> yeah, he's too young to be two, two weeks from retirement so they had that, to make it two <laughs> weeks from his birthday think you'd be two days to retirement. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that seems right now that I'm thinking back that he'd be the guy yeah. who gets shot in the door. And then all of a sudden, talk about, you've just had this massacre with the FBI,
0: and all of <laughs> know, a sudden it turns into the Dukes hazard in terms of tone. The it's tone crazy. Shifts.
1: I know, it's so crazy. Watching this, you're just like, what kind of movie is this? Because <laughs> to go from one to the other. It's funny, you know what it
0: reminded me of a little bit? I mean, I knew it wasn't going to be that kind of movie, but it reminded me of Stay Hungry. How just all of a sudden... It's like what kind of movie am I watching? Because you get you know the opening sequence of the Civil War we were talking about, right? Yeah, yeah. And then it cuts to these three idiots that you referred to as the Legion of Doom on a CB radio racing around.
1: That's what this felt like. It's like what it is a very similar shift, yeah, yes. from like something very serious and like to something very goofy and, and makes no sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is that is similar. Uh, and also, you you mentioned train, uh, plane, trains, and automobiles already, but there's a shot of him go- passing the boat. On the bridge, and the sparks go off. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that's that. That's very like John Candy, yeah. uh, you know, as the devil or whatever. That, I haven't watched that in a while either, but I definitely, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, I forgot about that. A, that's a good connection. <laughs> and then they cut right to the title from like Sparks. It's like, did he just die? Like, what a weird, <laughs> what a weird cut. It's, yeah, it's such a bizarre sequence. So I, I don't
0: know how much you want to get, but effectively, what it is is it looks like a, well, it also has, I had the TV show Chips in here too, because you had a, a, a um, motorcycle cop yeah, bombing around and Arnold driving in a jeep chasing him which is confusing at first and then eventually you, you figure out that this guy's been impersonating an officer.
1: There's a lot of like twists in this movie that don't really land. Like I think this is supposed to be the twist of just like The guy in the jeep is the cop, and the guy dressed as the cop is the criminal. Ah, You know, like, this is not an interesting twist. It's, why is that, you know, yeah, because the guy is impersonating a police officer, and Arnold's in his jeep, he's the sheriff, and he's chasing him down. You did did enjoy, though, his way of stopping him, right, is to just get a little bit ahead of him and put some gasoline out there and set him on fire. It's clear, because what we learn later is that he was expelled from the FBI for his brutal tactics. It's (laughs) clear he hasn't learned nothing. How is he getting away with this? Like, I know it's a small town, and like, I'm sure he's got a lot of clout, but he's just burning criminals alive to catch them. So here's
0: the other thing I wanted to ask you and maybe the, at, uh, the audience at Bad Puns Podcast on Twitter. So he's a small-town sheriff here. Do you, do you think that this is the same small town that he's the
1: sheriff in in The Last Stand? I, we haven't watched The Last Stand yet, but I think... I could probably I think definitively no just because that's that's a border, a border town, town yeah, and we know that for a fact. Yeah. yeah, this is somewhere in uh, either Carolina or Tennessee, I think. Well, based on the uh the Dukes Hazard music, I would say so. Yeah, it's definitely yeah, it's moonshine country for sure. Yeah. Well also you know he referenced some uh highway. Oh Route seventy four, and I looked it up. I was like, oh, Where, where is that? Oh wow. It runs through east west through Carolina and into Tennessee and it stops like I
0: forget where somewhere okay. in Tennessee. That makes sense. So well, that's a good catch. I didn't think to look that up.
1: Well, so there was a a tow truck later that had a real phone number on it. I really, looked, I looked that up, too. <laughs> wow, that's <laughs> that's some excellent work. Yeah, and it was a real tow was uh, it a real tow company in Tennessee? They're still around. What, was it Cooters? <laughs> no, it was not Cooters. What is Cooters? <laughs> he was the uh, the guy who drove the tow truck in The Dukes of Hazzard. <laughs> well, I, I don't remember anything about Dukes of Hazzard. To be honest okay. with you, who, oh, is he the old guy? No, he's a, he's the guy who drove the tow truck. But wasn't he an old man? No, not that old. Oh, who was the
0: old guy? Uh, I remember. That was, Uncle, that was Uncle Jesse. Oh, Uncle Jesse. Come on. I don't remember Cooter at all then. Yeah, Cooter, he, whatever. He drove the tow truck. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Maybe somebody in the audience
1: will appreciate <laughs> no, that's that. That's a one. reference that I'm not, uh, not getting.
0: So, yeah, he, uh, he catches him by lighting him on fire, as you said, with his brutal tactics. Takes him back to the station, gives a uh, list of about four or five offenses to book him with. And then we get another just juxtaposition that makes no sense. He, uh, we get a little bit of the sheriff's home life. <laughs> I know, and apparently he's married to uh, you know a Manhattanite.
1: It, it's just uh, we're going to compare it to every TV show ever made, but it reminded me of Green Acres. It's ah, like, it's that's just a good green one. I didn't green have Acres. One. I didn't have that one situation. She's she's from the city and she doesn't like living. I mean, in this case. I guess we're to believe that Arnold is not happy in this small town either, but he's he's less unhappy than she is, though. Yeah, but he doesn't seem unhappy. Like he's you no. know he he's having a good old time. He's lighting cigars and lighting up criminals. Yeah, so. he's a respected sheriff in the town. Like, yeah this this scene. I mean, again, it's like what kind of movie is this? What where are we? That this scene really does not fit. Everything with his wife should have just been cut out of the movie. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. I mean, I. Th- it's weird because they're trying to make it his whole motivation. I have in my notes that so we've got we've got
0: this where she's just layering an unbelievable amount of frosting on this cake, talking about how well this is all we have to eat and we're going to get fat.
1: Yeah, that whole—that's like her Oscar speech. Is just like, "We may be in shape, but that doesn't mean we're not fat, like (laughs) the cows they have here on these farms." All they talk about are weather reports. It's just she goes on and on and on. It's just like, "Good Lord, it's not—it's not that dramatic." Yeah, have a good life here. It's not so bad. (laughs) So she
0: she chucks the cake at right. She—you don't have that bad of a life. She chucks the cake at him, to which he replies.
1: It was, it was, you shouldn't drink and bake. Yeah, you should not drink and bake. Yeah. I c I wasn't sure of the exact wording. And so what, before she chucks it, she has a magic she has magic frosting, remember? Oh that's it clearly is nothing written on the cake. You're and right. then she's like, The cows, they're only good for one thing, and then she displays what she wrote on the cake. Uh what is it? I forgot. Uh, it's, well, it's dung, but it's not, you know. Oh, that's, that's right. All cows are good for is, well, it's shit. I'll, yeah. That's, that's not so bad. We won't, we won't lose our clean rating for shit.
0: Yes, and then she throws the the cake, and he says, uh, you shouldn't drink and bake. And all I have in my notes is, thankfully, we never see Amy again. Amy is just the character's name of his wife.
1: Yeah, thankfully, but also, the whole motivation, kind of what I was getting at, his whole motivation is about her being unhappy. She's like, I'll get in the FBI so we can have a better life together, you know, like, and... That's entirely what it's about. He wants to get, I don't, he doesn't seem that unhappy. We're told he is, but yeah, like you said, I think the only reason why he wants back in the FBI is because she's unhappy. And wants to
0: move back to the city. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, obviously they should have come up with a better motivation for him than, yeah, this horrible wife. I mean, it seems to me like, you know, I don't say this lightly. It seems to me that all the problems would be solved by (laughs) divorce. (laughs) She can move to the city and he could stay being the sheriff. Yes. I mean,
0: really, it's like it is. It is ironic then in the next scene he's going to be meeting uh, the old man, FBI agent, in the marriage counseling <laughs>
1: yeah, office. I think that's intentional. That seems like so an too, intentional yes. joke. Uh, speaking of his motivation, something I want to bring up. Well,
0: well, before before we move on past past Arnold and Amy, I, I have one one more thing. Okay. So I have here, Mark, by the way, is before he goes undercover, that's that's his, his name, Arnold's name. Mark Kaminsky? Kaminsky, right? Kaminsky, yes. I have Mark and Amy have a very strange American flag
1: decal on their wall. I, my question to you is, is this an 80s farm thing, or what was going on there? I did notice that. Yeah, I think that's like an 80s. I don't know if it's a farm thing, but it's definitely like 80s kind of kitchen decor. <laughs> you hang like copper stuff on your walls and stuff. It was crazy to me. Yeah, I, I noticed it, but I was like, I, I think that's just a thing that I, I wouldn't be that surprised if... My mom was ha- had that something like that hanging <laughs> in 1985, in 86. Um, not now, certainly not now. But at the time, okay. that seemed it didn't seem out of place for me for 1986. All right, and also I forgot because before we move on, they show his his bench outside his weights because I it's Arnold that. Or whatever. There's an insulting amount of weight. It's like nothing. <laughs> I, I I counted it up. Where is it? 195 pounds as a bench press. That's insulting to Arnold. I could do one rep of 195 pounds. So what you're saying is they should have another one in front of it? <laughs> 1,195? That, that may be beyond the world record. I'm not sure. But certainly three, 400 pounds. You know who could have done that? I am Hercules. <laughs> That's true, yes. I mean, if, if Hercules saw those weights, he'd be like, this is an insult to Hercules. <laughs> I thought I was insulted on behalf of Arnold. I, you know, I don't know who the production designer is, but <laughs> they clearly didn't know what they were doing. Well, cause it's a shot where Arnold's not in. It's just like an exterior of the house. And it's like yeah. panning across showing their house. I'll bet if Arnold had been on set and saw that, he'd be like, this, no, put more this, weight. This on." Is
0: in, this is inexcusable.
1: It really, I mean, it jumped out of me. I was like, I'm pretty sure I could do one rep. Uh, Not not a lot, but I can do one rep for 195. I curl 195 pounds. (laughs) Probably does. Uh, For a bench press, that is nothing. I was, you know, when when I was in shape in high school and stuff, I was probably benching like 280. I was like a 17-year-old kid. (laughs) I'm so impressed that you counted the weights on there. (laughs) It just jumped out of me for being very little weight. Anyway, we can move on. So, uh, yes, Harry
0: Shannon is uh, the uh, FBI agent his, his, whose son was murdered, and he's meeting – he's called Arnold in for, uh, for marriage counseling because he's, uh, he's got a plan.
1: <laughs> yeah, he wants revenge on the, on the mob for killing his, his son, which here – this is where I was going with the motivation. This guy, Harry, you know, Arnold's buddy from the FBI, he's the one who wants revenge. Yes. He's just asking for a favor – From Arnold, Arnold has no personal stake in the story at all. His stake is he wants to get back in the FBI. Yes, which is not really any kind of an emotional thing. He just you know the emotional part is his wife is throwing cakes at him. (laughs) But why cut out? Why even have this extra step? I you know part of me kind of likes the fact that he's so detached, like he doesn't have you know he's not the one out for revenge, which is kind of interesting. Like I, I just feel like every other version of the story, any other screenwriter would have been like Arnold's brother was murdered. Now right. he wants revenge, or his wife was murdered, right? Or yeah, some, yeah exactly. Someone close yeah. to him. He's just a hired hand. Yes. He's he's carrying out revenge by proxy, and, he, and he's going on an impressive rampage. for right. that. and he has no stake in it. That's it's so weird. Like I said, I part of me kind of likes it because it almost kind of feels like a Bond movie. Because yeah. Bond is just like, here's your mission, go. You have literally nothing to gain or lose from this, but this is your mission and go do it. And you know, I, I kind of like. That's one of the things I kind of like about Bond movies is how detached he is, and he doesn't have any real stake in it most of the time. Sometimes he does. Um, So I kind of like it, but it's just really weird how... It doesn't fit his type. Right, yeah. For Arnold, it's very strange. And then later in the movie, this guy, Harry... There's an opportunity for him to have a personal stake where the guy, he gets gunned down and survives. So still he has no personal stake. You'd think he, they'd kill him you know, right. two-thirds of the way through to the movie. push him to real rampage mode. Right, and now Mark's really angry, and he's, now he wants, he wants revenge. No, he's just helping his buddy get revenge. It's yeah. weird.
0: So we, we get the introduction of two, two characters here as well. So Actually, this movie, is, in terms of pacing, is actually pretty quick. I mean, we're getting kind of all the key characters here pretty quickly. Yeah, it, it kind of repeats this stuff a little bit, though. You, yeah, get,
1: you get this scene where you're watching the tape of... The
0: Baxter, r- who's the uh, district attorney or attorney general, whatever. Yeah, something. And uh, and then Petrovita.
1: Yeah, Petrovita and Rocco? Is that his, like... Yeah, Rocco. Rocco. yes. Rocco. Yeah, you see them on trial. And then basically you get some backstory, and yeah, Harry like, cries a little bit about his son. Again, it's, this is his Oscar scene. Like, everyone yeah. gets one. Um... <laughs> And then, but the thing is, he there's a scene where he fakes his death. We'll certainly have to talk about that. We have a lot to talk about there. And then after that, you get another scene where Harry's overall cassette is giving him basically the exact same information. Yeah, you're right. So I don't necessarily agree that the pacing is good. Like they could have gotten uh, right to it. And there's a lot of unnecessary stuff like I, that.
0: You know, I guess I kind of glossed over that the the tape. You're right. I just like this one because a nice list of all of the um, what what Petrovita has has accumulated despite a very meager salary. I figured for sure you had all this written down. Hunting lodge. He's got a mansion in Chicago. Oh, I should have.
1: Yeah, I didn't. I didn't detail a resort. All
0: of his- uh, and I, I think it was too many Cadillacs to
1: keep count. Right, but he borrows money from his friends. Is what he yes. says. Yeah. So I got a lot of debts. Uh. Uh, that was me going, uh, he doesn't have an Italian. I got a lot of debts. Uh, I didn't, I didn't mean to say it like that. So let, let like, me, let me just break this out in Petrovita right now. It, it's a,
0: it's perfect that you mentioned Hercules in New York. Cause you know, who, this actor I do not think is good. And he reminded me of, he's a long shot plunger. Yeah.
1: I don't think he's that bad. He's, he's not close. So cartoonish. He is close. I don't. Well, I, okay. I have a soft spot for this actor. I do know. I did recognize him. From what? Because he's not good in this. I don't think he's that bad, but I think it's because I have a childhood soft spot from, you're going to laugh, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. <laughs> where this guy played. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's doing that at all. He's, I mean, he's, he is very. Superman 4. This is what you're going to defend this guy on? Yes. I, you know, as a kid, I watched Superman 4 a whole lot. Way too many times. It's one of the worst movies ever made. I mean, if I saw Predator 2 15 times, I've watched Superman 4 at least 20 times. Hey. But this guy, he, in Superman 4, he plays an, an owner of like a, a, a gossip rag kind of uh, newspaper. who buy, they, He buys the Daily Planet and tries to turn it into like, you know, more of like a scandal yeah, paper. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of a subplot. It's not, no, it's not much. It sounds terrible. He's uh, what's her name's father? Oh, oh. I forget her actor. You're not going to know anyone from Superman 4. <laughs> no, I'm she's, not. She's a pretty famous actor. I can't remember what her name is anyway. She's a love interest in Superman 4. So can I, can I ask you this about this scene, too, before we move on
0: past it? Did, do you recall there's this strange fade to black in the scene? Yes, I did notice that. And then we're right back. Have you ever seen anything or remember anything in a movie like that where you fade to black and you cut, but you're back into the same scene? No, I and mean, it's right when he's
1: starting to cry about his son. Right. And they cut away. He says
0: the word "dead" and it fades to black, and then we're we're back in the same room.
1: Yeah, it's strange. I, I've never I've never seen anything like that.
0: You're right. Okay. Uh, and then I had one other thing here too. That so he outlines the plan. He's got forty five thousand. This is going to be a pro, you know kind of a off off the books mission. Yeah, it's all of his savings. Just think about this for a second. He's sending a giant Austrian guy <laughs> to play Donny Brasco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean that effectively. If if I were again, if this the elevator pitch, it's this is the second part of that elevator pitch that it's like an A team movie uh, with a little bit of Miami Vice and then the Dukes of Hazzard spliced in. It's Donny Brasco with a giant
1: Austrian guy with an accent. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say if he's playing an Austrian. Like they never really address his like size and or accent. There's
0: like, no way the Italian mob would let this guy in. You don't think so? I mean, no. if he was, if he proved himself capable, which I think he does. I mean, all right. So he'd never be made—that's for sure. Maybe, maybe they'd let him do you know some muscle work for him. but yeah, that would be it.
1: But that, that's all he's doing in this movie. I don't think he really I works guess. his way up that far. He does meet the boss, like the head yeah, boss. There's no way. I guess that's true. And he's you know around when they're planning big big scores and things.
0: Yeah. You're, you know, you know where I got where that with the most is the heist. His obsession in his heist was ridiculous. Yeah. He's very much like the guy, the mobsters from Hercules in New York with that.
1: He's not as cartoonish. He's he's a he's a very, like, you know, mushed-ass twirly kind of a villain, and he's over the top, but your, he's not in that way. Your like, soft spot is very much showing. This no, guy is not good. I'm not saying he's good. I'm saying he, in Hercules in New York, those guys are playing, like, gangsters out of, like, a 1940s sketch, like <laughs> a radio sketch or something. He's not doing that. He's playing a character who is plausible in a, big dumb action movie maybe he's not going yeah he doesn't have a catchphrase like those guys you know he what i doesn't, mean doesn't but i just his. i understand what you're saying he's not a very realistic mobster
0: let's just put it that way
1: <laughs> this isn't a very realistic movie
0: <laughs> Fair enough. i don't mind it so that's a good
1: transition to faking your own death this is outstanding but wait before we get to faking your own death why is mark kaminsky accepting this deal See an idiot. Why would you ever he's going undercover with no legal protection. <laughs> Any crimes he commits while undercover are he is completely Culpable. He, yeah, he he is vulnerable to prosecution. Like, this isn't gonna protect him. And his reward is getting back into the FBI. Maybe maybe right. getting right bad. why would the fbi accept him the reason he was kicked out of the fbi <laughs> because, was he's hairy. because he's dirty Harry. because he's dirty Harry. well he says do I look like dirty harry it's like yes your backstory is pretty much exactly <laughs> yes. dirty harry you're just a decade too late when it was acceptable in the 70s <laughs> to be dirty harry no it wasn't acceptable that's why that's why they made dirty harry as a reaction it's like oh these criminals get are too soft miranda rights. you know they don't need rights you know dirty Harry's gonna show him what's up like <laughs> i'm trying to eat my lunch here <laughs> dirty harry was a reaction to that stuff uh, anyway, I lost my train of thought. Well, Oh, because yeah, they kicked him out of the FBI because he was like rogue and not following the rules and he was, he was roughing people up. So by having his own private war against the mob, that's going to, you know, he thinks he's going to get back in the FBI. It's crazy.
0: I, I don't disagree. I, <laughs> n- this is not explained well, or it's not logic through at all, and Why he, why he would do this, but it's, there so has flimsy. to be so many easier ways to get back in the FBI. Yes.
1: Or just apply for the New York police. So, you know, if the whole right. issue is that you're get a, a city cop town, job. Yeah, you don't have to be in the FBI. And he knows in you, this particular case that the DA prosecuting them doesn't like him. So even if he is successful, who's going to be offering him this deal? It's going to be him, right? It's true. And now <laughs> that I'm thinking about your idea about New
0: York, I got the perfect place. Another Arnold, uh, Stallone switch.
1: He could be the sheriff of Copland. <laughs> that's still that's still like a, sm- a small ish town, right? It's small
0: ish, but it's outside of New York, right? Suburb, yeah. It's yeah, close enough. That's what he, he could
1: have been like the sheriff of Copland. <laughs> I bet Arnold would have been good in Copland. It I would have been it.
0: interesting. I like
1: Copland. I do too. I actually like that movie a lot. Yeah. I think people are coming around to it. It was it was kind of. Uh, really? Criticized I, at the time. Yeah, I think it's getting a following. No, what I mean, I didn't think it really got criticized
0: when it came out. If so, that's unfair because there's a lot of good stuff in that movie.
1: No. Oh, my impression was that it was kind of. Not taken seriously. I took it seriously. No, I like it too. So
0: uh we, we get an instructional video here in how to fake your own death.
1: <laughs> I don't think this would work in you know I don't think this is a very effective instructional video. <laughs> no, I, I have here's my note, because I have this is stupid in nine different ways. Oh, and I've please list them. all nine. Number one, no body left in the scene. But, he, he but could, it's a massive explosion. But he's not vaporized, it's not the end of the rock, you know, like he, he's <laughs> Green smoke. <laughs> a body can do that. He's not as smart as John and he, whatever eraser and eraser. Kruger? Right? John Kruger in eraser. Like he knew to get a body and replace the body. Yes. Mark Kaminsky doesn't know that, so that's number one. Number two, faking his own very suspicious death is not going to buy him the breathing room he wants because a huge nationwide manhunt would be launched to catch the man who murdered a sheriff. He's a cop and he's his cover story is that someone broke into this chemical plant and blew him up. <laughs> So what you'd say is, you're a cop, you idiot. I mean, really, does he really think that the death of the sheriff is just going to, everyone's going to be like, eh, what can you do? because <laughs> <As> he's <laughs> what dead, whatever. you do? I mean, really, this is not going to be something where people are just going to let go. <laughs> do you think Amy would just throw another cake and that would be the end of it? <laughs> I bet she'd be thrilled. I'm, I, I don't know why he would assume that she'll still be, like, available when he gets back. <laughs> so just saying the first thing, she's already on her way to Manhattan. Yeah, she, I was, she, she signed a leaf. She is psyched that he died. Like, oh my, he died? I'm just, she's taken the insurance money, and she's living it up. I mean, Amy doesn't seem like, you know, the type to really stand by her dead husband. No. she's Yeah, she wants out. Like, you know, again, maybe the best thing would be for her to go off, find somebody else, and he can come back and, you know, we'll, we'll get there. Consider that a divorce. <laughs> exactly. All right, number three. There's a sign on the plant saying, plant no longer operating, plant is shut down and no trespassing. And yet the tanks are still full of <laughs> flammable chemicals. That's number three out of nine. Shy stop. I'm gonna no, going to keep going. No, please keep going. Number four. In the interest of faking his own death, he has exploded a huge cache of chemicals owned by a private chemical company who will no doubt not be happy <laughs> that he has exploded their chemicals and will want to be compensated once he comes back from his adventure. That's number four. <laughs> his adventure. He's going to have a huge financial liability when the chemical company finds him. Number five. By that same token, his squad car is public property and the public is owed money back from the squad car. <laughs> number five. Number six. Mark Kaminsky explodes a huge cache of chemicals, which no doubt sends vast amounts of poisonous materials into the air and possibly the water supply, no doubt poisoning the crops and destroying the local economy. Oh, no, the corn. <laughs> Paul, Paul Newman's Newman. going to have my legs broke. exactly right. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's, it's, these are chemicals. He just, he has no, he's so callous about exploding this, all these chemicals. Where was I? Number seven. So apparently, there's just a pipe twenty feet from the entrance, which I like how he patched the pipe. He's like, "Good pipe. you know. <laughs> you know what I'm about? Yeah, um, that just can be cranked by hand and spill the entire contents of this, of these tanks into the dirt. <laughs> number seven, number eight. The presumption is that he's doing all of this, everything in this movie, to make his cake throwing wife happy, and yet he's more than happy to fake his own death and make her miserable, put her into mourning so that he can solve the problem of her being unhappy. Potentially, but
0: as we said in the earlier one, she may have just been high-fiving people on her way to Manhattan. Yeah, I
1: think maybe, maybe I can, we can strike that one from the record as okay, we talk through it. that's but, fair. And then number nine, how long do they expect it for Mark to take down the mob? A year? Because faking your own death seems pretty extreme if they think it's only going to take a couple of weeks. I like Just say you went on a fishing trip. Take a couple of weeks and infiltrate the mob. Like it how? makes far more sense. Now, in reality, how, how long is this taking?
0: Like, how- it, in reality, though, to infiltrate, it probably would take a year. This movie, that's one of the things I had. Is it absurdly how fastly it doesn't. How, yeah, it doesn't seem like a year. That's for sure. How quickly he is able to move his way up in the organization. I mean, if you had to guess, how, what,
1: how long do you think this movie, what, what kind of time period does this movie take place over? Oh, it's probably less than two weeks. Right. That's what I think, too. Two weeks. Yeah. So don't fake your death. Just say you no. went fishing. Go on, uh, just, put, yeah. just put something on your desk. Go on fishing. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think uh, faking his death seems pretty extreme, considering that this, it doesn't seem like it takes that long. Anyway, those are my gripes that, about that, him faking his death.
0: That is outstanding. I did not have nearly as good of stuff on that, so I'm, I, you've summed it up.
1: <laughs> okay. Thanks. Sorry to hog uh, the the, uh, the the scene. The, the only thing I'll add is here's an, here's an explosion for your movie, kid. Oh, I know. It's a pretty big explosion. It is
0: massive. <laughs> they had this. I don't. I, I know. I looked up the budget. It was not a huge budget. It was about ten
1: million dollars. I think. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's a miniature or if they just set off a huge explosion. Whatever. It looks it was, like it's a, it's real, a massive explosion. <laughs> I was kind of imagining him like looking back and like, oh, that's much bigger than I was expecting. You know, like, oh, I really messed up. I just wanted to explode the car, and suddenly, like, the whole like forest is on fire. Uh, and so then we get. You're right.
0: There, I do have it in here. This is basically a rehash because he's. Kind of at this safe house, uh, and he's getting via tape from um, Harry. Yeah, not excuse me, not Dirty Harry. Although in some ways he is Dirty Harry, since he's having an off the books <laughs>
1: yeah he is the revenge, dirty one.
0: yeah revenge scam yeah. or um, revenge story going on. I, I think this entire scene here with him in this safe house was just to get Arnold slicking back his hair.
1: I think so too. It's just like this is the show, his transformation. Yes. He puts S- in some hair gel. He tries a couple. He tries to like parted in the center at first. It's just like, no, no slick no. it back, <laughs> slick back. I think this is also where we learn about uh, Lamansky, Cameron yes. Lamansky. Yes. So uh, that's, that's the only new bit of information. Which, by the way, his full name is Martin Lemanski. So in this movie, we've got a Martin Lemanski and a Mark Kaminsky. It was confusing for me yeah, when I was writing I'm it I'm going, them. like, movie, I'm bad at remembering names, and this is just making it harder. Like, yeah. Like, come on.
0: So in b- basically, Lemanski uh, worked for Petrovita in some way, shape, or form, even though he's not Italian.
1: Oh, is that true? I didn't know that. Did de- he work for him? No, I knew like, it was not Italian.
0: Yeah, no, that's what I took is that he worked for him and is now has been trying to basically break off and start to steal some of the territory and he's getting out of line. Oh, I missed that
1: detail. I just thought he was a rival, you no, know, some
0: kind of a rival crew. No, 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 he he was he was yeah, he was. I, I took it as he was running a crew or multiple crews and now was trying to say now I I think I'm gonna I'm gonna keep these and not kick the money up. Okay, and so. Um, uh, the fake alias is Joseph Brenner, which he does not look like a Joe Brenner, meaning Arnold to me and uh he He sets out to uh start um, tearing up lemansky 's territory to uh to draw attention to himself
1: yeah, to get on uh Petrovita's good side yes I think that's the only reason why this character is even here is It's like this whole subplot about. This like brewing like conflict between Petrovita it, and Lamansky. It's, it's
0: there for no other reason other than give Brenner a, a reason to gain trust.
1: Yeah, as if it's all it takes. It's just like oh, you know, mess with a guy's enemy and he'll love you and he'll try like, immediately trust
0: you. Okay, so let's let's talk about. So he he gets into uh, basically an underground not just craps game. It's an
1: underground casino. Yeah,
0: uh, back alley casino.
1: You can tell it's underground because they have no chips. They're just throwing cash on the on the table on the craps table. Yes. And so th- this entire sequence, fight sequence, is just absurd. Well, before we get to the fight sequence, I want to ask you, since you're the craps player... Yes. Because he he shows that the table is rigged. Yeah. Magic or magnet? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I thought that was funny. <laughs> that is great. So, okay, maybe you can explain this to me, because I don't play craps. How is putting a magnet on a craps table going to affect the dice? The I don't know. The only thing I could... Come up
0: with logically is that there was some sort of weighting in the dice that they could then pull it over to get a seven when they wanted it.
1: Well, right, the weighted dice is a thing for sure. Yeah, but, but like uh, do you need a magnet. You don't need a magnet. Magnets for like fixing roulette. I thought you got a magnet um, in the roulette wheel, and the yeah, ball may-
0: comes to the, to the magnet. Maybe you're right. It. It again. I was. I, I'm stretching here because I didn't. I didn't understand it myself. Okay, I, I just wasn't sure if this was like a weighted. To my To my knowledge, no. I mean, lo- logically, how you would get the dice to come up seven when you wanted it. I'm not sure if a magnet could do it, but no. ultimately what you would want is you'd want as much money out on the pass and the come line, establish a bunch of points and a bunch of money and then pull a seven up then.
1: I mean, when, because when there are weighted dice, I mean, I don't think this is something that ever happens anymore. Because there are, you know, like legal bodies to regulate the stuff. But well, like not in a back alley casino well, sure. well, like right. this. <laughs> well, he is the regulating body. <laughs> he yes. comes in. He comes in, <laughs> he inspects, and he says it doesn't pass. But if you're running a back alley casino and you want to fix a, a craps game, you wait the dice, and it's, you're not going to be able to like every time you want a seven to get it. It's just going to change the odds enough to make it more in your favor. Yeah. Where the magnet, all it's going to do is, all it does is affect where the dice land. It's not going to affect like what comes up. Well it just didn't make sense to me i like, think I'm not
0: going to try and justify because I think you're right, but to me what i I guess I would envision is that it would be that the magnet is in a certain pot spot where you could get like the five and the two to show i don't again you' got I like a piece of metal and yeah the, that that's off weighted or something and could pull it again, I think you're right it's probably supposed to be roulette. Right. But for whatever reason, because it's maybe more money on the table, more exciting, they wanted a craps table, and craps tables are bigger than roulette
1: tables. And they needed it. They needed him to prove definitively that they're cheating, so he can has justification to flip, flip over, over the
0: table. Yes, <laughs> you know? which of course, by the way, I can't even imagine how heavy a craps
1: table is because they are they're huge. Yeah. No, yeah, for so sure. So for
0: him to flip it over, there's his,
1: you know, flexing his muscle. I mean, these tables in there are pretty flimsy. Like, every are time they? anyone falls on one, it just falls apart. So <laughs>
0: there's one that's that I have is literally, it, it, it just splits in half if you just <laughs> fall on it. So the, yeah. this, this fight sequence
1: is just cartoonish. I enjoyed it. I like this fight sequence. Did you? It has some like very pro wrestling kind of moments. So the guy comes by with the TV and yes. he's about to hit uh, uh, Arnold on the TV and he spins the guy around and he hits the other guy with the TV. Yeah. That's like so pro wrestling. He, he throws a, well, another pro wrestling. He throws a guy into
0: there's like a poster on the wall with um I think I study hard. Yes, and all uh, uh, a t-shirt on a woman. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah, study hard throws it right into that into her chest. Yeah, I wasn't sure what that was about. Is, no, that, I, is
1: that a pro wrestling thing? Well, I don't know. I
0: kind of viewed, I viewed this entire sequence as like the WWF.
1: Yeah, I think it has, it has that feel for sure. So I enjoyed it. I think this is a pretty good fight. It's it's silly, in particular. So eventually he winds
0: up outside with the tow truck. Can you explain to me <laughs> yeah. why? There's nobody like people are just scattering out of this casino because he's going on a rampage, not a killing rampage, but he is just beating people left and right. Yeah. People scatter. And as they scatter, there's nobody really out in the street. He goes and is hijacking a tow truck, which just happens to be sitting across the street. Yep. And then there's just a group of people standing in the parking lot, like in his way. I, I'm like, what is going on?
1: Other, other than for somebody just, to tell him that his lights weren't on. Yeah, they're just passers by. They're just happened to be walking past. I guess. Could you move to the left a little bit or whatever he says? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was just... They're just there for that that joke. (laughs) Could you please move (laughs) out of the way? And he goes, oh, your lights are off. (laughs) Oh, thank you. So I I have this... So
0: then what he does is, you know, the guys are chasing, but he's chasing back with a tow truck. So they're all running back through the casino. His face... Is his smile. I
1: just said, I'm having a good time. Bye. That's all I could think of his face as he's smiling, driving this tow truck. He certainly is having a good time. I mean, it goes to show, like, you know, maybe he isn't happy uh, as a sheriff because this is what he should be doing. This is what he's meant to do with his life. Is be destructive force. Crash tow trucks through. uh, Like, I I get the sense, uh, by the way, because, like, he crashes the tow truck through. There's, whatever or whatever There's some kind of a front. It's like yeah, a restaurant yeah. or something. Yeah, I think it's a restaurant. And he crashes into the back room where the gambling was happening. And he takes out a bunch of pillars and like the ceiling caves in. And a bunch of like st- mannequins, like store mannequins. Yes, you're right. I have to think that whatever's up there is not involved. Like <laughs> He's just it's destroying like random... like Yeah, it's like a garment district or something. Yeah, it's, somebody's it's, up there making handmade suits and he's just destroyed their wares. It's just a clothing store upstairs that's just getting uh, destroyed, caught into the... You know what it is. I'm not ready for it. It's collateral damage. I'm not, oh. not going to play it, but it's, it's too late. I, I, wasn't, thought, I wasn't
0: ready for it. I thought you were going to be ready. Too bad. Collateral damage. So then, after this destruction, is when we actually get the, the formal introduction, not just the name dropping of Lomansky, because he's meeting with Petrovita.
1: So, are you saying at this point Petrovita thinks Lomansky's working for him? Uh, and this is where the break happens because obviously it's clear by the end of the scene that he's not working for him.
0: Oh yeah, I, I think that it's that he's gotten out of line, and yes, that he's either either he had been working for him as like an underboss and or they had like shared territory, and that um, they weren't advancing on one another, and now that that this is when he's figuring out that he's too far out of line. So I I think he actually worked for him though.
1: Okay. I mean, you're probably right. I just don't, I must have missed that detail, but I, I, I interpreted this scene as like, oh, two mob bosses are meeting to, you know, try to resolve no, a problem. I, and I, I, see, I, I mean, I guess it could be that they could be meeting to solve the
0: problem because one's Jewish and one's Italian. I'm just not sure that, um, I, I
1: mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, at the end of the scene, there's, yeah, it's the lines are very clearly drawn that yes. uh, they are enemies because Lemanski is like goons pull up in a, in a school bus, <laughs> the Oakside boys club. Yeah. And it's a lot of ammunition they fire to not do very much. Yeah, they pull up a bus, like a school bus. Like, there must be 12 guys in there with submachine guns. Yep. Fire for like a second and drive away. It's like, why are you just doing a drive-by? Stop the bus. Get those guys out. And unload load every down. clip you've got until they're dead. You've got cover. You've got better weaponry. No, but... They're being very generous.
0: So we get a couple on the body count. Nobody that matters except for a good kid.
1: I only have one... Yeah. Uh, Tony. O- More than this movie. Yeah, Tony. Poor Tony. He's the only one who dies, though, right? He's the like, only one who dies. Another guy gets shot, yeah, but I don't he's, think he's, he's dead. Okay. Because you worried me for a second. I was like, oh, no. I think I missed somebody. Oh. Yeah, so Tony's number nine. <laughs> I, I like this. He was a good kid, so get a good replacement <laughs> yeah, for him. I know. What? He, he moves on so quickly from, yes. you know, there's, there's like an instant of, of regrets. And then, just and like, then oh. nope, just get a good replacement. Well, I didn't put together until later that. This is supposed to be the opening that gives Arnold... But they're, they, he's they've taking,
0: got a, a, a 4 higher sign-out. Yeah,
1: he's taking Tony's place.
0: I didn't either in the my first go-through, I didn't catch it either. I mean, the second when I was taking notes, then it made a lot more sense.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't think you even need that. It's no, like, probably um, not. He could just be like, I he, I proved myself, like, you know, they could make room for him. Uh, and so we get yet another scene in sequence here where Brenner's
0: really trying to prove himself. This is beyond goofy.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> this whole thing about he's going to steal his car and steal a girl's jewelry. And
0: yeah. So commit Kam- that Kaminsky. See, I'm going to do it now. Uh, Lemansky's girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Uh, is in a limo <laughs> with some, some poor guy driving up front. And, uh, so yes, both the limo and he steals some of her jewelry.
1: And he drives off with the car. Yeah. And then nothing comes of it. Nope. And then later I noticed during the car chase later, uh, Lem- Lemansky. Yes. Lemansky. <laughs> It's gonna be a running thing through this whole episode. Just like, what's their name? What's whose name? Uh, Lomansky has that car back because that's the car. It's the same uh, license plate. I looked. I was like, I think that's the same car. I missed that. So when did he get the car back? Why did he get the car back? Why did Arnold steal it? It was just like a show of force or something. Like how close he could get to him. I guess it's just yeah. This whole sequence. It was dumb. I don't even know. And he just like strands them.
0: Yeah, this in in the them in I train feel,
1: yard. Yeah, for this poor limo driver, it was his lunch hour. I mean, he's he's not going to be eaten. Oh, is that what he's talking about? He's yeah. Like, yeah, I wasn't sure. He's like, yeah, it's my lunch. like, what? You? That's what I took him. He yes. drove up with his lunch. <laughs> yeah, he drove off with his lunch, and that's gonna, a bridge too far. <laughs> to steal a guy's limo is one thing, but yeah, to drive Don't off, take his lunch. Poor guy, I didn't know that. Yes, he's got to raise money because I think isn't the implication that he sells these jewels to like buy his fancy suit that he impresses Petrovito with? You know. No, because what it is he brings it to go impress Petrovita. Oh, he right. like, puts
0: it on, on the table and says yeah, it's from uh, Lemansky's girlfriend. You're right. Yes. To show how close he could get to Lemansky.
1: I forgot he has them in that meeting.
0: Right. So actually right now the meeting that he's headed to because he asks um, he goes to the uh, hotel...
1: The Allerton Hotel, yeah.
0: Allerton, which actually is,
1: is a, still a hotel here in Chicago. Yeah,
0: looks a lot better back in 1986 or whenever this this was filmed. Did it? I've I've driven past it now and then, but I don't really pay that much attention. to It, it. may be renovated now, but I mean, for a while it was it was not great.
1: I, I only remember it from I remember as a kid noticing the sign. What does it say at the top? It's like it's a, it has like a tip top tip top tap, I think which it, right. which is. There used to be a bar on the top floor right. called the Tip Top Tap and it hasn't existed since like the 60s. Oh, I didn't know but that. But the sign is so huge and such a pain to get. it's like a you know, a <laughs> giant sign on the top of the so they just left it. It's I, I think this, the the building might might even be like a, a historical, historical landmark. landmark. So yeah. it's like they're not allowed to touch that sign anymore. So yeah. this is. I remember as a kid noticing Tip Top Tap like what does that mean? And just finding it interesting like yeah. to a kid it's like a nursery rhyme. Tip Top Tap. But yeah, it's an old hotel for sure. Yeah. So he gets in and wants to see Mr.
0: Roca, played uh, by, oh, he's in Scarface. I can't remember the actor's
1: name. Yeah, I, I recognized him, and I, I saw that he was in Scarface, and I was trying to picture who it is. Is he, is he the guy down in, like, Columbia that he goes yes, to visit? He's, Omar. You want me to believe Omar was
0: a stoolie? Oh, no, it's Sosa. Because yes. Sosa said so? Yes. That's right. Yeah, because Omar is actually F. Murray Abraham. I should not confuse the two
1: right Omar's the one who gets hung out of the helicopter helicopter. yes by Sosa is is this guy yes and then who is uh, 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 the guy we like from from names I'm so bad at them Robert Loja Robert Loja Robert
0: Loja what's his
1: name Frank just Frank Uh, Frank Lopez yes Lopez okay yes this is all coming back I need to watch Scarface again
0: since another remake is being done, maybe you should see it before. Is there? Yeah. I didn't know that. Uh, yeah, so what I have here is just Arnold in with a cigar in a pinstripe suit is so absurd to me. I don't know why. <laughs> really? I yes. love
1: it. Do you? I like him being dressed up. It's, like I said, I think it's kind of a Bond thing that he's going for. This that, and True Lies, the only times he ever gets to like dress up and be like that's true. swanky. That's I, and-
0: I believed it more in True Lies, though. Uh, so he he gets in, and he's waiting, as I said, smoking a cigar. And this... We're gonna have back to back Robert Davi here.
1: Yeah, no, I definitely. did not
0: realize that when. Uh, yeah, Predator Two is Predator one. Two.
1: Yeah, we had Robert Davi. He's more prominent in this movie, Predator Two. He's, oh yeah, he's
0: he's barely in it,
1: and that's unnecessary as we discussed. Like here, he has an important part. Yes, one of the more important characters.
0: Yeah, so he plays Max Keller in this, which is he's not. I, I'm not sure what his ranking is. He's below Roka, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and I so mean, I guess he maybe he's number to,
0: three, and maybe he's just a, maybe he's just like the top goon.
1: I think he's he's Roka's muscle. Like, he's he's Roka's main guy when he wants things done. Get things done, yeah. Yeah, he, I don't know if he's necessarily number three. Because there's probably other guys, like, equivalent to Roka that we don't see. I don't know. Probably. I don't know what, you know. I mean, whatever. It's a cartoon mob, so it's not like it's going to, like, parallel a real mob structure. But, yeah, we definitely don't see anybody other than these three that are, like... Important, yeah. So he may as well be number, for the purposes of the movie. He's number three. So Arnold gets a few minutes with Roka and
0: basically he blows him off and says, "Here, take some chips and go have some fun in my casino."
1: <laughs> yeah, which he does. Yeah, well, actually, he doesn't. He gives him to, to what's her name to Monique. Monique. Yeah, we do we learn her name like at any point? At, I, at we, some
0: we, we, point, we get it, but it, it's a ways into this movie yeah, that you it's get it. Way late. Yeah. Um. Uh. I, I don't know. Th- most of this stuff most of the stuff with Monique,
1: other than a couple of random well, uh, maybe one scene I can think of that's pretty funny, most most of it's a waste. Yeah, I don't know. I think she gets more interesting as the movie goes on. But it's weird having this kind of love interest where he's married and not reciprocating and it's just like it's like, it's it's definitely unique. Like normally in a movie like this it'd be like the love interest where like at right. the end of the movie they're gonna be together. It's not the the case here at all. Yeah, because he's got a wife back home, which you know it's just a, it's a, it's weird that it's even here. If they're not if they can't do it, then why bother? Yeah, they're still kind of kind of doing it. Yeah, he has a line here, something about uh, oh, because he, he him and Max are striking up their their rivalry because he's kind of competing with Max to be like their enforcer. And he, Max goes, "I'm the best there is." Max, if you're the best there is, the wheel would have never been invented. <laughs> What? I remember that. What does that mean? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, I can't even begin to like deconstruct that sentence. <laughs> if you're the best there is, the wheel would have never been invented. Like the writing in this movie is so like strange. Yeah, like orthogonal. It's like everything's off the wall and crazy and like doesn't quite apply to like what they're talking about, you know? They're just saying random things half the time. Well, and speaking of random things, then there's just another
0: random fight sequence coming up outside in an alley. Uh, yes, but before he leaves, though, he gives all his
1: money to to Monique. Monique, yes, I want to. She it. thoroughly wastes it as well. We find out <laughs> yeah, a little we, bit later. We find out later. I just want to point out the scenes, like part of like what I why Enjoy. I have mixed feelings. No, I why uh-huh. I have mixed feelings about it because like part of, a lot of this movie is really fun, but like there's like weird moments like this. Let's just let's just play the scene because Girl Scouts builds character. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind <laughs> of a funny line. Again, just like people are just saying random things. Your pester me, I'll have you tossed out. Well, because she was talking about how losing that those character. Kind of cloud like. around here? They know me. I envy them. What? Sure, nobody will mind if you go home before you're broke.
0: Don't trouble yourself over my money. You got like they always get more.
1: Old, broke down Getting Dick Vital over there. Oh. <laughs> Change your luck. <laughs> depressing. Uh, depressed, oh, depressed. he does look like a sad sack. <laughs> so wait, so he gives her all the money. She doesn't even gamble with it. The gambling's still going on and she's not betting. And there's just a long moment. The camera's just panning, panning. We're dwelling. Nothing's happening. Nothing's happening. Now wait. Yeah, music. <laughs> sexy sex. Music's playing. Here. <laughs> <laughs> she just, just- a little- but no just a cough on the soundtrack (laughs) you're right that wasn't us I don't understand like why didn't this cut like here (laughs) I missed that why didn't they cut like five seconds earlier it just dwells on her until somebody coughs and then they cut to the next scene they must have thought that that was the key part of the scene we need somebody to cough that's their transition into the next scene that just seems so strange to me. I remember that like five times. Like, what is that? I miss it. You are much better with the sound than me. It, 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 it really jumped out. Anyway, yeah, he gets attacked in his alley. Yeah, he gets attacked in
0: his alley, and we get, uh, we get the establishment of another character here, the the only, I guess, straight cop in this whole movie.
1: Yes and played by a guy this is a guy I never knew his name he's in a ton of stuff I don't know if you it's recognize just, him that
0: same thing here I couldn't remember anything he was in but it seemed he's another one of those that it seems like he's in a bunch of stuff
1: yeah he's in, he's in a lot of stuff his name is Ed Lauder I looked it up yeah uh, What I know him from primarily is Real Genius Real I forgot Genius? about that oh I
0: have seen Real Genius but I forgot about that
1: yeah he's, he's one of the like, government guys at the beginning they show, like, they, they show a presentation of their like space assassination laser yeah and they go what do you think of the presentation I thought there weren't enough girls in it <laughs> That's like his one contribution. Yeah, I forgot it. about that. He's great in this movie.
0: He is. Uh, so Brenner gets uh, jumped in this alley. We, we, he presumes and we presume that it's uh, Keller that's having him roughed up a bit. I'm not sure it's because he's jealous about the Monique scene or if, uh, if it's just because he doesn't like that he came, came down asking for Roca.
1: Yeah, I think he just sees him as a threat. Because yeah. he's a threat to Max's position in particular. Like, he's kind of, his, the services that he's offering are the same ones that Max currently offers. Correct. You know, and he's saying, I can do it better or whatever. Yes,
0: especially because he could invent the wheel, apparently.
1: <laughs> right, yeah, whatever that meant. Yeah, because a lot of this stuff, where right, he sends these thugs after him, and then Monique is spying on him for Max, we learn later. Yes. So there's all yeah. this stuff that... It's going on, but doesn't really matter. Because in the end, he just becomes a blunt blunt object on a straight line (laughs) after after that it doesn't matter but i think it matters in the sense that max is suspicious of arnold to the point where he uncovers his that he's not who he says he is eventually so
0: what we now get is we we get i have another this is just like miami vice picks up again that there's this drug bust in the worst stash house i've ever seen in my life oh right okay so that's after the, the fight in the alley it gets broken up and Ed Lauder's character basically drives in and kind of breaks up the phone.
1: Okay, I'm, I, I was lost for a second because there, yeah. there's a quick scene in between where Kaminsky gives an update. He just calls oh, yeah, well, answering machine. He's yeah, got a big reel to reel tape, which the, I like. The, the George Michael sports machine. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So just, that, that's okay, but you're right. Then after that is uh, where they bust this, this safe house. So this is where I was talking about where it kind of gets too, like, too rockin'. Because my note here is do you remember Cop Rock? Because this just seems oh, like it, cop rock. I, oh, the only reason I remember
0: is I had to look it up when it was referenced on Arrested Development because I did not know cop rock that well,
1: but I looked it up after that. This is I'm, I'm not going to play a lot of clips, but I just love the way, as soon as they bust in the door, it just becomes like 80s rock out time. It's true. So
0: And there's there's a lot of, none of <laughs> them, this is what I love about these movies too, none of them.
1: <laughs> You're right, it is. I just love that music cue where they bust in you know just this, wailing guitars this is
0: so 80s too because all these f well it's actually police if police are going in they don't have bulletproof vests they don't it's, have assault rifles they yeah. don't have shotguns they're going in with pistols this is so much an 80s cop movie yeah that's true and then this stash house i mean there's there's just money piled up everywhere <laughs> it's, it's not like even... insulation in the house right and there's at least i counted three different rooms with people having sex
1: this is not a well-run stash house. This stash house no. deserved to get taken down. <laughs> no, absolutely. I don't know if we know... Do we know who this guy is who gets arrested? Because eventually, like, one guy comes out and is, like, presumably, like, running this house. No, I mean, we He's don't... Not the he, character we know of.
0: No, it's not. He obviously works for Petrovita because of how uh, upset he is. But I think that the news says it's like $100 million in there.
1: Yeah, $100 million. Do you have any idea how much, even in $100 bills, how much $100 million is? Well, Ed Lauder says, like, call the president we fix the deficit. <laughs> I mean...
0: Because <laughs> think about it. Think about sabotage. When oh, they had that giant, pa- like, it
1: wasn't a pallet, was it? What uh, was it? A pallet of money, or am I thinking of Breaking Bad? No, it's yeah, it's it's a pallet. I think. Yeah. it's like stacked. It's you know, it's like wrapped up in cellophane, right? Yeah. And how much mo- they stole? Stole what? Like twelve million dollars? Yeah, more? something like that.
0: So a hundred million dollars. I can't
1: even imagine how much of this house would need to be taken up with money. Well, each one of these like. They're not even stacks. They're just basically <laughs> giant wads of cash. Wads of
0: ca- We're looking at one right now. It's on like a folding card table just yeah. piled up haphazardly.
1: But if you figure each one of these is like $5 million <laughs> and there's 20 of them. But there's just cardboard boxes with money hanging yeah. in it. It's ridiculous. It really is like Breaking Bad. It's like, well, what are we going to do with all this cash? Well, also, there's drugs in there, too. We never yes. know how much that's worth. Or no, does he say that's $100 million Maybe it is worth a, a of both drugs. drugs and cash? But still, that's a lot of merchandise and cash in that place yeah, to be hundred million dollars. There's no room for merchandise because there's so many there's so much cash. <laughs> there's people in there, they're having sex. It's like an episode of hoarders. Except it's cash. <laughs> it's cash and drugs. We had to make paths through the cash, you know? <laughs> it is a crazy amount of cash. Like the idea that they would just like it's so poorly guarded. There's so much cash, and they just have one guy in a car who gets distracted by a girl. <laughs> yes! I didn't even think about that. That's it. That's I the mean, only guard.
0: You get the FBI safe files. I mean, how many guards are there posted outside for this one witness? Yeah. You literally have $100
1: million worth of cash and merchandise, and you got a guy in a car. I, I, all the uh, like perimeter guards are in there having sex, probably.
0: <laughs> You're probably right.
1: But yes, the, uh, Ed Lauder makes a big bust and then what happens oh it's then cut to Petrovita who's upset about it and he's
0: yeah this is where I started to get really annoyed with this actor and character that he's yeah that he's gonna come up with this this like harebrained scheme that he needs to steal all this stuff back
1: why not because that brain, it, because it's
0: mine <laughs> It's not the airbrain, though, because it works. It works. He it's, gets his money back. That's even more ridiculous.
1: <laughs> it's funny because... Uh, because I, he comes up with the original plan for Ocean's Eleven? Well, uh, it's even more similar, I was going to say, because I mentioned on Predator 2 that I recently watched all the Fast and Furious movies. And this is basically the, the plot of Fast Five. Really? There's a bunch of drug money in a police vault, and they're going to steal the money out of the vault. I know you've told me I need to see that. It's good, but uh, yeah, basically, they they kind of stole it from this, it seems like. It's very, very similar.
0: So after, yeah, Petrovita's very upset about this, and also he wants to know what's going on with Tony's replacement. He's very concerned.
1: Well, and also he's talking about Lomansky and saying, like, I don't want to start a war. I'm not going to, you know... Because I think Rocco is saying, like, let's just go kill him. He's like, no, I don't want to start a war. The dude shot at you with twelve submachine guns out of a school bus. Hasn't war already been declared? Yeah, what a weakling! Like that, I agree with you in terms of like, if this guy was the head of a mob and he did not retaliate immediately, they'd be they'd, his own underlings would kill him. Rocco would right. be taking like, out. I, this organization is mine. Yeah, I mean, he's so, showing so much weakness. I mean, for a mob boss, he's such a coward. Anyway. So yeah, what happens? Uh, it's hard to remember what happens when because a lot of this like middle stuff where he's kind of working his way up the ranks. So yeah, he continues
0: to, and we get some more Monique flirting with him as he's like picking up his car because effectively now he's been hired on a temporary basis. They're gonna they're gonna try Brenner out, right? And so after that meeting with Roca, he's uh, going to pick up his car and Monique is flirting with him, and they have this like. Oh, right, it sends,
1: I, sends the taxi away, that part?
0: Yeah, the taxi takes off, and then it's just them hammered on champagne.
1: Yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, it's a, Ar-
0: Arnold trying to act drunk is pretty funny.
1: Is, is it Arnold trying to act drunk, or is it Mark Kaminsky faking drunk? Do you think it's that deep and layered? Well, because I, I, it might be. I'm not sure, because I think it, part of it may be that he's married and doesn't want to sleep with her, and so oh, he's faking. He, he ends up like passing out. Uh, much to her frustration. So, like, and he, he gives a big speech about how I thought it was funny. He's like, sleeping pills. I don't know why there's so many commercials. They're so bad for you. There's so many chemicals. I drink two bottles of champagne every night to go to sleep. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's healthier. <laughs> two, sh- He says a couple of bottles of champagne will just knock you right out. <laughs> They're grapes. <laughs> I mean, that's certainly you know, less chemicals, but, you know, I don't think drinking two bottles. Also, just, I, mean, I think maybe he's just trying to impress her or just, like, I'm so rich. Two bottles of champagne a night. Uh, it was just a weird conversation. Yeah, he passes out, and she's upset, and she calls. She calls because then she's stealing a bunch
0: of Brenner's um, personal information, his social security. He carries <laughs> yeah. a lot of personal information on him.
1: He's got to prove who he is. He's got to, you know, he's got to verify. Joseph Brenner has got to be established See, as to a real me, person. Mob muscle for hire. They walk around with a money clip and nothing else. It's true. <laughs> he's got his social security <laughs> card, passport. Yeah, you're right. Having his social security card. <laughs> it's a bit much he's not he's not a w-2 employee he doesn't no, he's, he's not, not paying into social security uh that's a good point and so this is then this is
0: where you get the petrovita he he wants all of his stuff back and he uh
1: <laughs> you know, this is the part uh to go ahead if you had something you want to say no it, it's fine go ahead because this is the part where he has his his coded message with his uh his mole in the police is it i missed that or i don't remember it oh we get, he goes we wanted to check out your water heater, but we couldn't find the keys. Oh, we didn't know where the keys are. So we, you know, like, this is the worst coder literally saying the word keys.
0: <laughs> Did you mean kilos? No, I was talking about keys. Like, I'm, I'm pretty dense. I completely, I was
1: just tuned out. He's calling his buddy in the, his mole in the police station. Turns out to be the DA. Yeah. Um, um, Baxter. Another dumb mystery. It's like, why is he even, like, there's so many, like, can kind of I'm saying? But, like, all these, like, revelations that mean nothing. Uh what's her name calling Max? Like she's like spying on Brenner. It's like who's she calling? It's Max. Yeah. Who cares? Why is it a secret? Same here. Her DA is his mole. Why are they keeping it the secret? But anyway, yeah, he's he's going like I kind of want him to be like, I lost the keys to the Coke machine. <laughs> I needed to, I need to get my Coke, so do you need to tell me where the keys are? And I need to get the cash out of that machine as well, cause it's overflowing <laughs> with cash. You'd be a real heroine if you helped me out. <laughs> In the last few episodes we've had a lot of puns on this. That's the name of the show.
0: Uh I, I did enjoy the uh, Petrovita wisdom of crime is like wrestling. It's
1: fixed. Yeah, which is not true. <laughs> what does he mean? Again, at least these phrases, these turns of phrases. Yeah, it's, it's fixed and the cops always lose.
0: Uh yes, that they always lose. So then we get uh, this is to me this feels very 80s too, because we, we go to kinks. Keller and Brenner head over to this um, gay bar, I, I assume. Yeah. And uh, I, they're shaking down a guy. I think that this guy either works or, pay, yeah, he pays protection money to uh, Lemansky. Well, both, he says, which doesn't seem smart. Yeah, why would you pay to both? <laughs>
1: I mean, obviously, it's a bad idea. He should be paying Lemansky and then saying, hey, I used to pay to Petrovita. Right. They're going to come by, so make sure you send some guys. I'm paying you now to protect me he's paying it for something like get him to protect him. He's, he's paying both guys, neither of which is protecting him.
0: So there's a line from the bartender in this. I wanted to ask you, it's, I guess, somewhat serious. Did, did you think that they were trying to send some sort of message here? Because uh, I think it's, it's either Brenner or Keller. It doesn't matter which one they ask, uh, how's business? And he says, we're dying. Wow.
1: I did not think about that at all.
0: So I mean, I, because I didn't think that there was supposed to be any irony there, right? I mean,
1: no, I don't think it was played as a joke. Yeah, if that's the
0: case. So I, I, I just I, again, this isn't supposed to be that serious of a of a podcast. I just huh. wonder, is there a subtext there that we're supposed to take? Maybe. I mean, I mean, this is the height, right? This yeah. is like
1: nineteen eighty six, right? This movie. I wonder if that actor possibly, you know, who's to say what kind of orienta- orientation he is? Right. But like, it could be a thing that he brought to it of just like. It could be. I'm going to sneak this in. Yeah. Anyway, I just or somebody I, one of the writers are just yeah. like trying to send it. I no, don't know, I, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I th- I just thought I'd make a note of it. That's a bummer. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> no, I think it, it is it is it's telling that he uses that those words. That's exact- He said all kinds of things and he said we're dying. Yeah. I mean, that's it. That's the line. Well, too. I totally miss it because my note is it seems like it's pretty busy. No, that's what i have seen <laughs> like, is I don't
0: think it was supposed to be for irony, like trying to say, oh, no, there's no money here for you guys to shake us down. Right. I mean, maybe that you could take it that way. But what I took it as, no, I think they were trying to nope. say something here.
1: I only saw it on the surface level. I assumed he was talking about business. How's yeah. business? We're dying. Yeah. Uh, we're not making money. Yeah. You know,
0: and but it no, could I, be I, right. Made, if they're trying to get them to go away and not try and collect cash. But I, I think that there was a
1: subtext. There. No, I think you're probably right. Like, yeah, yeah that, I mean, certainly intended or unintended, there is that subtext there. I missed yeah. it, though. So then we, uh, we quickly cut to. So they rough him up in the back, uh, back room and throw some red nail polish on him. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> it was kind of funny. This is the kind of stuff that makes me like this movie. <laughs> he throws nail polish, shoves his face in the mirror. This is what you're going to look like when you're dead. <laughs> this is what I'm going to look like a guy who's got a bunch of nail polish on. It's so stupid it is. that it's amazing. This is what it's going look like when you're dead. It's, it's kind of like the Stooky Brothers, actually. <laughs> is, I had that same thought. I didn't write it down, but I had that the thought. Stooky Brothers. Yeah, he so should have taken a Polaroid. Yes. Kinda, I mean, honestly, this is what it's going to look like when you're dead. It's get good. it? Because it's red like blood. He could have just kept going, <laughs> explaining it more. So from this, we then get
0: Lemansky on the golf course, and all I have is a scene to reference Caddyshack. Because, I mean, I, honestly... Why is it out there?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think it's just to remind you that he exists. Yeah, maybe. That the character is still out there. Yeah. So he I, learns about Brenner is really what he... So, he
0: so, so let me ask you this. Is Islam? Is, I, I think he's important to it, and so I feel now obligated to ask this in almost every movie, and I feel bad. Is... Is Lemanski, is he a little bit of Zeus in this movie or no? Because <laughs> I think he is important. So I, I, But do we care about him, I guess, is a better question of Zeus of the movie.
1: Yeah, not every movie is going to have a Zeus. We no. should explain because I think we've done this a couple of times and not explained so yeah, for people who, that's fair. who didn't listen to Hercules in New York. In Hercules in New York, we were pointing out how pointless <laughs> Zeus was, constantly cutting to him and who cares. It's It's not important. And one of our listeners has um, phrased the
0: hashtag of the Zeus of this movie. Yeah. So you're right, not everyone. I'm just kind of wondering, because there are a lot of scenes here
1: where we get... We, it's, it's in the ballpark, but there's not, they don't cut to him enough to yeah. show what he's up to. If it are constantly cutting to him saying, here's what he's doing. Here's what he thinks about all of this. Then that's, I think that's kind of what the spirit of yeah. the Zeus of the movie. Fair enough. Yeah. Like, like the Pope in, uh, in what's it called? End of, days. He, end of days. The Pope was very much of Zeus yeah, of this that movie. That was exactly a perfect fit. It's just like, we're cutting to this guy who has nothing to do with the plot. <laughs> what do you think? Pope? Here's my opinion. Find the girl. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anything like that here. All right. That's fair.
0: Uh, so it, basically he puts a hit out on, on Brenner. I mean, that, that's what the point of this scene is. It's very short, but he puts a hit out
1: on him. Does he say like, specifically say put a hit on him, or is it just like find out more about him? Nah, it's something along those lines that he wants him dead. He certainly learns that he exists, and yeah, right. he's not happy about it. Yeah, and then Brenner and, and whatever her name is go to the, the party at uh, Petrovita's house. Yes, yeah, so very.
0: that must have been his mansion in Chicago. And uh, Robert Davi as Max Keller very slyly or very not slyly gets a picture with him.
1: <laughs> not only that, did you notice him like pulling on Arnold's ear? Yes. Oh, that's so funny. I don't think that was scripted. No, I think I that's just think Robert we... Davi messing with Arnold. Yes. <laughs> he pulls his. Let's get a picture. And he pull, he pulls on Arnold's ear, and Arnold's reaction is real. It's yeah, I think so too. It's so like he's like ah, he's <laughs> really really upset. Yeah. I wonder if they got along or do whatever. Can, can I
0: can I ask you about this? What's going on with the other pictures being
1: taken in this scene? Oh, the the girl, yeah, little girl. W- what's up with that? Yeah, I thought it was strange. She kind of, she's kind of. I think she's supposed to be like a niece or something. That I, she's in Petrovita's family in some way. Yeah, he's constantly showing people pictures. Like look at it. Might even be his daughter. I don't know, but yeah, she's doing like Marilyn Monroe poses. It's it's it creepy, extremely creepy, and a little bit strange. Yeah. No question about it. I kind of just blew past it. I'm like, well, that's a thing that's happening. I'm yeah, not even going well, to deal comment with it. it. And then we get a little bit more of Keller
0: trying to put the moves on Monique, and she's having nothing to nothing to do with him.
1: Yeah. What is, oh, she has a line here. There's a lot of lines where it's just like people trying to talk tough. Yeah. I just, I, what, she she is, has one.
0: I didn't write it down, though.
1: I, I wouldn't lay down with you if we – Yeah. But, unless we – The can, only way that I'd be
0: laying down next to you is if we both got ran over by the same, same car. car. Right. Like yeah. boy,
1: that's a real long walk for that kind of a. It's. I mean, the whole screenplay is written by someone who's trying so hard to make everyone sound tough and just failing. Yep. this is what it's going to look like when you're dead. Being a perfect example,
0: uh, you get a little bit here of. I, I think there's a, a little bit of you ever you ever kill anyone. Actually, it's not Arnold asking it, so I shouldn't do that. And he's he's
1: trying yeah. to play off that uh, that he has and he's killed three people. Yes, which is kids stuff. We're closing in a 1,000 in this podcast. Three people. Yes. <laughs> he should have said, like, 30. Well, yeah. but
0: he, he racks them up at the end, though. So it's <laughs> far more than three by the <laughs> yeah, end. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then this is a sec- effectively where he's like, all right, yeah, we'll, we'll Petrovita, after he's... He he doesn't give the names and addresses of the three people he killed, but apparently that was just enough to say, okay, we're
1: going to hire this guy full time. But just, he we're going to bring him along slowly. Even though he re- kind of annoyed Petrovita. He was like, I don't like... I like smart. I don't like smart asses. Yeah. just like... But he's still going to bring him in. But yeah. but he,
0: he needs a replacement because he's very very concerned that he he lost Tony. So yeah, it was a
1: quick scene of Davi making photocopies of Brenner's picture because obviously that's the digging only. He's, into, Yeah, yeah, and then uh, shopping with uh, Monique. Yeah, this dress shopping. <laughs> this, this is an absurdly funny sequel. It's so good. I love the scene. It's it's he, but, I mean. This, this movie said at its best when they're fighting. When they're shooting each other, it's just kind of like, okay, it's ty- typical like, gun, gun fighting stuff. This, this fight sequence is awesome. The, every fist fight in this movie is
0: great. I really like it. I enjoy this one. Uh, a lot of props are used, mannequin parts, yeah. <laughs> a yep. lot of stuff. But in particular, how much it does seem like Arnold is enjoying this dress shopping. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, I know he's suppo- that the character is supposed to, but he
1: seems like he's genuinely
0: enjoying he's, this, he's this very, shopping trip.
1: You're right. I didn't think about it. I mean, that's funny. He's very engaged in the decision-making. He's like, would you like this dress? Oh, I like the one with the... He's giving, like,
0: specific yes. notes. And what's funny is the reason I took it is I can tell you every time I have to go clothes shopping with my wife, I just find, if there's not a chair for me to sit in, I find something to sit on, and I just look bored and look at my phone the, <laughs> the entire time.
1: I think she even says, like, oh, I'm sorry. you're just like, no, I'm having a good time. I'm, I'm, having a th- time. I'm having a good time. He's, Bye. He says something like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but uh, Lamonsky's goons somehow spot him <laughs> from, like...
0: I I, I just love that these guys like went to the mall to get
1: ice cream. Is it ice cream? I saw they had some. Yes, kind of food. one of those guys. has an ice cream cone. <laughs> they definitely have mall food because they throw it in the fountain. I, I really enjoyed that. There he is. They just chuck their food <laughs> yes. in the fountain. I envision that they, they went to like they got a giant pretzel that was finished, and the one guy had an ice cream cone, and it just all gets chucked into the fountain. Well, one of those guys has an opportunity to finish his food because he gets thrown into the fountain. I was imagining like, oh, the pretzel, you know, <laughs> he, he just finds it. this off. Uh, I don't know how much you want to get into details, but it, it is a very
0: funny fight sequence.
1: It is. Uh, my favorite part, there's a lot of great parts, but my favorite part is the cut to the store employee and she's calling the security. She goes, we're being robbed and beaten. <laughs> <laughs> something about the way she says that. And Monique has a great just dial dip shit the entire right. thing is so absurd. I don't think it's intended to be a comedy sequence no, but, it, but is it is very funny. She's yeah, she's hitting him with a mannequin arm and guy gets thrown through
0: glass which seems to be like something that has to happen in every Arnold movie.
1: Yeah, and then she steps through that glass like as yeah. a comical punchline. Also I like how she almost knocks over like that globe light. She hits someone with a vase, and then she tries to take over, and she almost knocks over this big, like, electrical... Yeah, and I thought she was going to use it to hit a guy, and then it's, no, she just (laughs) wanted to make sure it didn't get broken. No, it was an accident. Like, the actress bumped into it, and like, whoop! (laughs) she kind of, like, steady it. No, Uh, this is a great scene. But then what I don't understand is, why do they steal all this stuff? Why don't they just pay for it? I mean, I don't know if they're intentionally stealing it, or if they just forgot. Like, oh, we're in trouble, we gotta run. No, I guess they do intentionally steal it because she runs back for the other dress, doesn't she? Yeah, she runs. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. Why does she steal all? Yeah, they're, they're in the criminal underworld. This is just—they take what they want.
0: I just said, why do they steal the dresses? That—that that was my last note on this. And then you get another sequence. Poor—I feel bad for Roca. He's like the voice of reason, and he's trying to talk Petrovita of how bad of an idea this is to go and try and steal all the
1: drugs and money back. And Petrovita will not listen to him. I mean, you know, a hundred million dollars is a lot of money. Roka does kind of play it off like saying like, Oh, we can make that up in two weeks. Right. He says, yeah, it's like, it's like, why are we talking about this? Yeah, sure. But I, I understand where Petrovita is coming from. I'm just going to be defending this guy that you hate this whole, whole podcast, but like, I mean, what Roka's saying is, basically, they lost two weeks' worth of revenue. Okay. We can make it up in two weeks. If your company lost just two weeks' worth of revenue just disappeared, there'd be chaos and layoffs and cutbacks and all kinds there of There might stuff. be, but this guy is literally going to try and break into a police station. But it's, it's worth the risk, given the payoff. It's $100 million. This Superman, and it works. This Superman 4 thing is ridiculous, how you're trying to defend <laughs> this guy. It's not just because of Superman 4. His plan works. Well, you're saying it, you're it's saying not Roca's. His, the, wait a the, minute! It's the,
0: not his plan. <laughs> it's Brenner's plan.
1: Well, you're right. Brenner is the one who makes the plan work. But the point being that Roca's saying, "Let's not do it." You know, if they if he'd listened to him, he'd have been out a hundred million dollars plus whatever <sighs> the the merchandise is worth. They should be focusing on their war
0: that's going on with Lemansky, not breaking into this police. No, department. there
1: is no war. He just said there's no war. He specifically said. <laughs> I mean, I agree there should be a war. And I agree that in the real world, there's no way he's stealing $100 million from a police lockup. But in this world, in the world they're presenting to us where there's giant piles of money, you know, everywhere. Boxes. You know, based on what what the movie's telling us, stealing the money was the right thing to do. Well, ultimately what happens, Brenner comes up with a
0: plan, which is they need to get all... How are you going to get all the police out? Oh, just call it bomb threat. Right. So they first have to establish that it's plausible when they calling the bomb threat to the actual station that they need to empty out, so they need to first plant an actual bomb, which they do.
1: It's the, the Coke machine. Again, uh, it's, it's they should have used that code. They, they should have. because he, he needed the keys to the Coke machine. <laughs> Joe Walker Snacks, who just brings
0: in really generic looking colas and snacks. Uh, yeah. They're poor. I sh- I just have Joe Walker Snacks sales uh, sales team destroys a very sad looking vending machine.
1: Yeah, it's all like Jolt Cola and stuff like that. It's all yeah. kind of like the, the B Colas. Royal, Royal Crown Cola, yes, uh
0: so from this the the bomb goes off in that vending machine, and uh the next scene we've got we finally get Harry again, and he's there surveying the scene.
1: Why I don't know <laughs> <laughs> this is the part that bothers me. She's like, why is he here? He doesn't know this is related to to what Arnold's doing uh no, but th-
0: w- there is a line about i i I just hope that this isn't a it's something about abortion,
1: oh right. I hope some pro life something something. Yeah, can, so I took that
0: that that's at least his reason and justification of why he's there is that the FBI might get involved. It was something related to a, a pro life you know protest.
1: I guess, but the actual reason why he's here is because they needed to get a scene with uh, the right. DA and yeah, reestablish that character. Or I guess establish is the first time he's actually appearing in the movie, other than on video. Yes, yeah. Which that guy reminds me of the lawyer from Jurassic Park.
0: I can, see, I can
1: see that a little bit. He has kind of the same slimy yeah. like eh, I'm here to be a not necessarily a bad guy, but, but smarmy. He's in it for himself yeah. in the same way. And then yeah, we're we're both in it for justice. He's like, Nope. No, he's not <laughs> there. He's not in it for justice. <laughs> he's in it for revenge. Yeah. Uh we get another Keller
0: trying to put the moves on Monique. This it's a waste.
1: Uh oh, this is where we get this the line. This is where actually. you
0: get the line yeah, we being ahead. run over by a, a a car, I'd never be laying next to you.
1: Yeah, uh, and then yeah, is, is this where we get they have dinner? Her <laughs> and uh, Arnold, and
0: this is the dinner scene where he admits that he just wants to be friend, and he's married. He's and married. Yeah, I have to admit, th- this probably sounds on a podcast a lot more interesting than it's seem- that it actually is. But she literally, the, the dress shopping and the dress that she bought, she literally in the restaurant takes the dress off. But yeah. it's
1: not nearly as exciting as it sounds. No, she's got very conservative like slip underneath her. Yeah. It's not really as titillating but, as it could be.
0: But what I love about it is how Arnold tries to play it off as he's sitting at the dinner table. And he folds it up and is just like <laughs> holding it in place. It's so funny to me.
1: It is great. And there's also a guy behind, behind Arnold that I find funny too. Where He's just watching miss, the whole thing. Like I miss that. There's, he is not even trying to pretend like he's... He's interested in he is, meal. He's just watching the drama unfold. And at one point, I think when she starts taking off the dress, they cut to Arnold and behind Arnold, the guy's going, oh, wow. Like he, <laughs> he mouths, oh, wow. So it's like, so many bears. <laughs> A little bit. You don't hear him talk, but it's, just, yeah, it's, he's back there just, he, you know, you know. And normally, you'd try to be polite and be like, "I'm not looking." Yeah, you know, but I, this guy's just—he's turned. He's his completely head. locked in. Yeah, right? the drama that's unfolding next to them.
0: Uh, so yeah, from the uh, really outside of this this fight and him folding the dress and like holding it in place on <laughs> yeah. the table
1: was outstanding. That is really funny. Uh,
0: that we have then Harry and Arnold meeting uh, meeting in the morning, and that um, Arnold is letting him know about. there's going to be
1: a robbery. Yes, and they both agree that they're going to let it happen. Yeah, This is the part that bothers me. Petrovita doing it, I am 100% on board. I totally buy it. Them letting him? (laughs) He's going to steal $100 million from the Chicago police evidence locker. They both know about it. He's a... sheriff who's faked his death so i don't know if he's technically law enforcement anymore <laughs> but I, I mean he's law no, enforcement
0: the, the, the concept is because if they don't they assume that his cover will be blown
1: yes no question it will be blown but he this is how badly harry wants revenge or he's willing to let the the police lose a hundred million dollars in evidence apparently so that's crazy the idea and he also lets him he gives him a chance to get out he's like you can back out now if you want I'm writing. Yes, back out. Said, Why are you still going through with this? Not Brenner.
0: He's all in on this. He has no reason to. So this effectively the the heist is Ocean's Eleven. It's a fake SWAT team.
1: <laughs> it's not nearly as elaborate as Ocean's no. Eleven, but yeah. Oh yeah, fake SWAT team. I mean, that's well, how they a, get
0: that. It's the end. It's how they actually extracted in Ocean's Eleven is a fake SWAT team. Yeah. yeah. Well, in
1: this case, it's fake bomb disposal. But yeah, it's the same yeah. idea.
0: Uh, that, yes. That, it's, it, to me, it's the exact same thing.
1: Yeah, it is the same thing. Right. I mean, it's the uh, much more simplified version of that ending. Yeah. Huh. Wow. I didn't really think about that. I mean, it's definitely, like, the same where they, like, divert
0: the call. Like, yeah. Because <laughs> they do go out of their way to show guys down in, like, a bowel, some, you know, basement somewhere with a bunch of wires, which is showing, oh, yes, they're redirecting the phone lines.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do like the guy who calls in the bomb threat. <laughs> He's just like, there's a bomb. <laughs> inside the building <laughs> click. <laughs> it's something like that. Is, <laughs> he has a very odd voice. Yes. Uh, and effectively, it works. You're right. They they get the money out. It does. But I just need to mention one guy, and this is uh, mostly for our, our friend Chris, because he he would definitely recognize this guy if he saw him. The captain, where the guy goes and says, like, oh, there's a bomb threat, and, you know, and he opens the captain's office. Yeah. The guy has one line. I think it's just like, okay, evacuate the building. That's it. I was like, that guy, he's in Blues Brothers. He is the police dispatcher in the Blues Brothers. And he delivers a line that Chris and I both love in the Blues Brothers where he says, oh, my, and now, I, now I have to make sure I don't mess it up. Uh, uh, oh, the use of violence in the apprehension of the Blues Brothers has been approved. <laughs> <laughs> He's that guy. I was like, "Oh my God, is that guy the dispatcher?" From Outstanding. I would not know that at all. That's a line that uh, got a lot of play. You know, it, it, it was quoted a lot in high school for sure. All right. Uh, so also, the, what's supposed to
0: be happening simultaneously is a we've created a diversion. So the diversion is they're going to, they Keller and Brenner are going to attempt to hit on Lemansky. Okay,
1: maybe it sounds like you understand this because I don't. What is the diversion? What are they? So what it's supposed
0: to be is they're supposed to assassinate. Lemanski, right? and? and the assumption is that a bunch of cops are going to show up, and there'll be a diversion. I, I don't know how many police would really in the city of Chicago right, would wind up on the scene, but that's what the diversion is
1: supposed to be. That's Yeah, that's the thing I don't understand, because it seems like it's the opposite of what it would be. It seems like, oh, the cops are busy with the bomb, so let's assassinate Lemanski now. But no, they're saying... That's not how it's presented. It's the opposite. Lemanski is being killed so that they'll draw police away from the heist. Yeah. Which, does that... That doesn't happen, does it? I, I wouldn't think so. Other than they kill him it, at Navy Pier, and it's like no one shows up.
0: Well, no, but they're not. They're trying to get him outside of his temple, and there's too many people that right. they didn't account for. So that's right. The, the only lo- yeah, the only logic I could come up with is that the uh, Lemansky's temple is clo- is in the same precinct of what they have to um break into, and that they would be able to draw and pull some of those police from there. In the end, it doesn't work, right? I mean, it, it's all of this, like, head fake. It's a total waste because there's too many people. They don't get the shot off. So they chase him on the
1: expressway, by the way. Oh, I know. This is one of those things. Oh, did I, I was furious. It's something that people outside of Chicago would never care about. I mean, anytime I hear people talk about this in, like, oh, I live in New York, and this is preposterous how they travel from here to here. It's like, yeah. who cares? It's a movie. But, yeah, when you're from the place and you see it, it's infuriating. Oh. They go from the Gold Coast. They turn a corner, and suddenly they're on the Stevenson going south like 10 miles outside of the city, and then they cut and they're at the Navy at Navy Pier.
0: Yeah, all I have is... Uh, uh, Keller's going to run him off the expressway at Navy Pier.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so absurd. They're going away from the city on the Stevenson and suddenly they're at Navy Pier. <laughs> well, also, but the shot before they end up on the Stevenson is the Gold Coast, and that's a that's actually a intersection i know pretty well because my I have friends who live in that a- area okay. and it's like i'm constantly circling that looking intersection for looking spot. for a parking spot yeah i was like i know that exact it's i it's literally like a block from where my friends live so yeah I, I recognize every single one of those streets and all of them are like miles and miles away from each other every shot it's just like well they just traveled 25 20 miles probably not that much but yeah it's, it's so, ridiculous
0: so this is a really long car chase but there there is some great stuff in this yeah first of this all this is like a cartoon
1: it is They'll, right down to the like the close up of bullet resistant on this so, window so
0: what I had is it's the 1960s Batman with like shark repellent it has bullet resistant glass and it holds on it for maybe like five seconds of actual screen time.
1: I think they cut to it twice just to remind you like in case you you weren't looking in case you you know were drinking your soda and looked down yeah uh, a couple things about this yeah i you know, we haven't been talking much about Chicago because it doesn't really use the city that much. I mean, no. Navy Pier is probably the most landmarky place they use. Yes, and in particular, Amanda's Navy Pier in 1985 or 86 yeah. look markedly different. I love seeing Navy Pier when it was a pier, yeah. and not a mall. You know, like now it's just a it's just a mall for tourists. Yeah, it's
0: an entertainment
1: district you know, or venue. It's crazy to see, like. You know, it's like nowadays when you say Navy Pier, the word "pier" like doesn't mean anything anymore. You know what I mean? You don't think of it, but it's like you look see this. It's like it's a pier. Like it used to be a pier for like hundreds of years, and it's only in the last like twenty turned it into a you know a Ferris
0: wheel and can't not camping ground but entertainment center.
1: Yeah, it's cool to see this. It was smart to put it on Navy Pier. It's It's a cool chase. I don't like the fact though that they're both driving black. Cadillacs. It's hard to tell the difference. (laughs) I I know it's just what like mob guys would drive at the time, but it's hard. One of them should have been driving a different car.
0: Uh, I really, I just have one thing. I love the end sequence. Grab your hats. I love oh, yeah. that line. <laughs> yeah. It's a final line because uh, Lemansky does not make it after that. It is outstanding.
1: What a pointless stunt where they drive under a girder to, they cut. It's the <laughs> gag where they cut the top of the car off. Yes, it's like oh we made it. Ah, and they just they just explode shortly thereafter. Yeah, oh, they they don't even have. Like, it would be one thing if they did that joke like. Phew, we made it. Wow, You know, that's what they should have done. No. There's no moment like that. It's just like, car gets cut off, slam into gas blow up. It's like, why even have the first part of it? Why does it have them drive into a, a tanker? It's I, such a weird moment.
0: It, it's a weird moment. It, I don't understand why Lemansky's guys open their bullet-resistant glass yes. to, to
1: shoot out of and then get murdered and mowed down by Arnold and company. Yes, and I meant to mention this. Uh, is I, have to, I have to mention this. Every opportunity I have to talk about Running Scared, I'm going to talk about it. All right. Because that was a movie that came out in 1986. It was set in Chicago, and it had a car chase where one of them had bulletproof glass. All right. The similarities are remarkable. There are a lot of, a lot of
0: similarities on movies that we enjoy.
1: But in Running Scared, they couldn't roll the
0: windows down, which was smart. Gotcha. Yes, because doing it here just gets you killed. Yeah, why even have it? So I had a total of six in this. Oh, I had Five. I think one guy gets shot twice. There there are five guys in the car. Okay. So I only counted five. Well, then it had to have only been five. I'm not. Sure. I I had six.
1: There's three guys in the back seat, and there's the driver and the passenger in front. You know, like okay. I, I think you see a guy get shot twice. I, I think I know why you right, have six because I think I that's I noticed. Well, let me put it this way: I think the movie depicts more guys dying than are In, are the, are car. in the car, okay. so I think it's the movie's that's fault. Fair.
0: For nothing else, I will enjoy from this movie. Grab your hats. Yeah, the gra-
1: delivery is fantastic. Grab your hats is worth it, even though it's dumb that they. They do that for no reason, but...
0: Yeah. So then, from from the... It was successful. So even though they didn't kill him the way they intended with a sniper shot, they ultimately get Lomansky.
1: In a way that probably lets them more off the hook than if he, they'd just sniped him. Yeah. Like, obviously, if he's shot coming out of Temple or whatever, yeah. like, he's been assassinated, whereas yeah. thinking about going play, play this off. Like, oh, he crashed into a tanker. Yeah, that? he was just driving wildly on yeah. Navy Pier. <laughs> right. He was doing donuts out there. <laughs> <know>? <laughs> I like that. So then
0: we get a, a we get an introduction of a character for one scene to basically establish use that picture that Max Keller had taken. Uh, it's a dirty cop. Yeah, and then he says no, that's not Joe
1: Brenner. I love how out in the open this bribe is happening. Oh just yeah, just like here's a Manila. It's just like everyone's looking. They don't care. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, for, so
0: from that, we, we definitely establish for 100% Brenner is not legitimately Joe Brenner. Yeah. And then we then also get the big reveal that this that the U.S. attorney is the mole because they're
1: ironically meeting in a funeral parlor with coffins in the background. Yeah, it's just like, they may as well have a big neon sign that says symbolism. It's yes. Just, like, coffins everywhere. It's ridiculous. Yeah, th- again, this reveal, just it means nothing. Oh. They're like hiding his face for half the scene. It's as if this is going to be like a, oh, a reveal. Right. It's from
0: behind. Behind, it's filmed from behind. Baxter for yeah. at least
1: a third of the scene. It's like even if you remember that this is a mystery, it's like well, who else could it even be? Yeah, it's like literally no. Except for maybe Ed Lauder, the the bald cop. Yeah, maybe it could be him, but he's the one who busted and took the hundred million dollars. Nice. So probably not him. Who else? Is if I process a donation you know who it is. So, But they know that Brenner's not who he says he is.
0: Yes, so they, they figure it out, and they're, they're going to kill Brenner.
1: But do they figure everything out? Because they know that Brenner's not who... They, no, they're not going to kill Brenner. They're going to have Brenner kill Harry, because they know that Harry wants revenge. The DA knows about Harry, right? because they had the conversation after the bomb went off. Yes. They know that Brenner's not who they say he is. And I think they suspect that Brenner and Harry may be connected, so they're going to have Brenner kill Harry... To see if he'll do it, to see if... Yeah, and then if not, then they've smoked him out that he's an undercover. Yeah, which makes sense in concept, but they should have killed Brenner as soon as he didn't pull the trigger. The whole scene in the cemetery really infuriated me. All right, well, we're almost there. Are we not there yet? That's not next? No, it's not,
0: because we have this scene outside. So the next morning, they're going to go. They have a job to do, and the job ultimately is to kill Harry, which I don't know how they know he's going to be at this gravestone, but whatever. Um, and Monique is just randomly walking in from a parking lot.
1: Right yeah, I forgot about the scene. She apologizes and yeah, and kisses him. Right? Uh,
0: yes, and then Keller is actually like blowing kisses from the car as well. Right? Yes. Uh, but we did, we do get in. I'll be right back.
1: Yeah, that's also infuriating. Yes. So close. Why would you like, tease? Give us? me the real thing. Really? I mean, Arnold should have insisted. Like, I, I'm not saying this isn't what they say. Yeah. I can't believe they did that. So he he
0: tells Monique uh, to go back home and take his car. I'm not sure how she got there. I assume by cab, but she she takes his car and then he and Keller drive off. And now is where we
1: get to the the cemetery, right? And yeah, so so yeah, he they're they're trying to get him to kill Harry. Their gun should be on Branner. You're right. They should have their plan should be to kill Brenner.
0: Yeah, slash Kaminsky. Right? I guess it, you're probably right that it is a test because if he pulls the trigger, then they're wrong.
1: But the thing is, it's so infuriating because he doesn't pull the trigger. He goes Harry, and uh, what's his name, Max, says smoke him, and they shoot Harry.
0: You're right. Keller was so an- anticlimactic. He, he's built up like he's you know this
1: tough guy. Yeah,
0: he goes down so easy.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like uh, Arnold doesn't outsmart them. He doesn't overpower them. No, they're just dumb. Yeah, and yeah, I agree. It, this should have been. He should have been the final final boss. Yeah. You know, like like a Bond movie, like you know, I think they're kind of going for that a little bit. And usually in a Bond movie, the main villain is killed first, and then it's like, oh, thank goodness we did it. And then, oh right, the henchman's still there, and there's the one final battle. Right. You know, uh, that's usually at least in the classic Bonds, that's usually what would happen. Well, you know, and Robert Davi is good enough where. He it's could like, pull it off, right? Yeah, he's think, He is the perfect Bond henchman, if you will. And he's the only one of, of them that has any kind of personal confrontation, like any kind of animosity. Stake. So right. he, that's, for that reason alone, he should have been the last one left. But he went way too easily. It's like Bennett. Bennett is the last one left, not, uh, uh, you know. Anthony Quinn. Um no, Tony Vivaldi. No, I'm talking uh, Oh, in, in Commando. I made that same mistake in another episode. I mistook mistake Bennett for Bennett, but, but
0: it works the same way, right? I mean, it's the henchman as opposed to Tony Vivaldi in Last Action Right, Hero. exactly. Yeah, it, and it's then, true in Last Action uh, too. In... Oh, man. Dan Hedaya. What yeah, is it? Yeah, Dan Hedeo. I can't think of what the character's name is. Dan
1: Hedeo's death is thrown off. Right, then the big confrontation. Yeah, no, exactly right. what they should have done here.
0: Well, it's it's two more to the body count, and then um, yeah, we're at sixteen. Harry Harry's down for the count and tells Arnold to run, and so he takes off running. And for no reason whatsoever, Monique shows up at the cemetery. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she has no idea where they're at. Zero idea,
1: because they peeled out of the parking lot. The screenwriter told her where That's they That's the only way she could know
0: where they were, is if the screenwriter told
1: her. <laughs> yeah, in a movie like this, that stuff doesn't bother me, but it's a hundred, you're right. That's what I was saying at the beginning. Like, oh, it's absurd. We, we picked this apart, nothing's going to make sense. Like, it's, it'd be one thing if Arnold knew where they were going when they had that conversation. Right, she, yeah, absolutely. But, but he didn't know where they were going. No. Or what they were doing. And so what I took is uh, the only other thing on the
0: Robert Davi death, and then, then we'll move on, is that I did have a note that movies in the 80s, they, they were a lot different. Because today, this would be some fight sequence that they had, it's sort of like Mission Impossible 2, where they had this just prolonged fight where they would have so many concussions and bro I mean, it would be. It would be like five to seven minutes of You're them battling. You're saying they would have
1: that Arnold and Robert Davi would have had a motorcycle duel, oh, or thank you for a, <laughs> a joust. Yes, joust on motorcycles, <laughs> and they jump at one another. It's the I, only thing I remember about that movie. <laughs> I, I actually
0: appreciate. I do think he should have been last, but I appreciate the way they handle it. That no, it's not absurdly long. It's like 30 seconds is what it should be. Oh, you prefer this? Then uh, I, I do. It, I, I would like Commando. Uh, if, if that's what he's been built up to be, like this you know, huge, hulking, special forces guy. Yeah. That's not what he is. He's an FBI guy. This would be over very quickly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, given those two extremes, I, would, I agree that I'd prefer the, the quicker one. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it certainly should have been more, though, than what he gets. But like a little bit more, but not much.
0: And he should have been last. Like, I give you that. The Robert Dobby should, should have been the last to go. But yeah. either way, it's two to the body count. And uh, Brenner is fleeing the scene as Margie would say, uh, from Fargo in this convertible that Monique has shown up in very conveniently.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, basically he has two options. Now He can either run or, or take them all head on, and he makes the Arnold decision. He tells her to run because he sends her to the Rock Falls Airport. Yes, the famous Rock Falls Airport. Yes, outside of Chicago. <laughs> Where are it, there falls anywhere? Nowhere. Not, yeah, there's no falls. It's the flattest place on earth. What uh, falls? But we do, we do get a pun. Yeah, I I had a question mark next to this pun, so I'm glad to hear you. I'm counting it. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to do what an old friend asked me to do. I'm going to knock them dead.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. That's a pun. That's, yeah. I I was like 95% sure. I'm giving it. Uh, And so this, at some point, I don't remember. Is this, I think maybe earlier you had the Harry warning him not to go to the pit. Was it earlier or is it in this sequence here?
1: No, it's in, I think it's in this sequel. I don't think you we hear that at any point until he like remembers Maybe it. Maybe you're
0: right. Okay. So he he basically goes back to his hotel room and he's gonna you're right, take him head on and yeah. we we get don't they, they do more than uh just break rocks at this pit.
1: Yeah, but quarry. It, he's he's hearing it like it's a flashback, but we never heard it in the first place. This is the first time we're learning about this quarry. All right. So it's it's a weird thing. Like, so here's what I was referring to
0: in this gear up scene. I love the fact there are multiple close-ups of this suitcase luggage that has Velcro straps in it, basically at the perfect sizing to hold weapons. (laughs) Where do you get a bag like this? FBI issue, I assume. (laughs) Apparently so. I loved it because of how absurd it was.
1: (laughs) I mean, are those... Is he just using straps that are intended to hold clothes into and, and appropriating them for, for guns?
0: I would say so, but because of how perfect. Yeah. Some
1: of them are just the size for a handgun. Some
0: of them are for automatic weapons. It's absurd. This is yeah. like he had it specially made
1: for yeah, it's like, lug- luggage to carry weapons. Yeah, it's like Q made it for him, basically. It's just yes. like, here's your, here's your case that it holds guns. It is totally absurd. It's nice. To, we, we already kind of talked about this Europe sequence. It's nice to have it in the movie. It's really just a reloading gun sequence. Yeah. It's just like, I have this gun, ammo, ammo, put it back. Okay, here's this gun. Place it very gently and perfectly inside the Velcro straps. Yeah. I mean, the score is pretty good, and I, you know, I it's good. I, I don't want to, I shouldn't denigrate it because it's cool that it's there.
0: So then he he heads out to the the pit and this this is where the bodies start to really get oh, stacked yeah. up. This is where it becomes a Schwarzenegger movie. It becomes a Schwarzenegger movie. And did you enjoy? I'm just the tape deck playing satisfaction is absurd.
1: Did you like that though? No. Okay. Absurd in a bad way. Yes. Yeah. A lot of this movie is absurd in a good way. I didn't I didn't think that no, worked. Not at all. And probably a pretty expensive song. Like if you're going to spend your money, you get a low budget movie. This is not the place yeah, to be spending. Why it. are you putting your money in Mick Jagger's pockets? Like. So- He's spending on some stunts. So in particular well, there's one stunt where one guy I love
0: how Arnold kicks out the glass on his car so that he can shoot easier. <laughs> I
1: know. I mean it's it's that's dumb in the right way. Absolutely. That's absurd in the right way.
0: And then he, he takes out a couple of snipers. I feel bad for the denim vest sniper because that guy just gets ground up
1: inside yeah. the rock quarry machine. <laughs> it is kind of weird because like the first when he, when he gets shot and he falls down like the hill of rocks. Yeah. I didn't notice the machine at the bottom of the hill. I rewound it eventually. It's like, oh, there it is. Yeah. But like, yeah, Arnold kills two guys. They fall over. He's shooting some more. And then they cut back to that machine of a guy just getting ground up and like, whoa, what's happening here? Is this, <laughs> is this unrelated? <laughs> is this guy this just, is just somewhere else in the, in the pit? It's so, I mean, there's a couple times in the sequence where it happens where Arnold shoots a guy. He falls down. He's dead. Arnold's shooting some more. Cut back to the guy who's already dead to see him dead some more. It happens like four times. That's one where, at least in that case, he's getting ground up by a machine. But like, there's a part later where like, there's a guy who falls in some trash. Right? He shoots a guy he falls in some trash cans. Yep. Cut to another guy. He shoots another guy. That guy falls down. Then cut to the guy falling down on the trash cans again. Yes. It's like, we're done with that guy. Why are you cutting back to him? Why is he getting more time? This sequence does that three or four times, and every time it annoyed me. But otherwise, it's a great sequence. Uh,
0: yeah, and so I, I, I don't know how much we have to cover each, each death in detail, but I know you've got them.
1: I've got the list. we already covered like you know, a Most third of them. Of them. Um, before we move on, uh, just talking about that uh, Rolling Stones song, what I would have liked to have been is a, t- a callback to his wife blaring classical music.
0: Oh yeah, I forgot had about that. Have it be
1: her tape of classical music where she she was already blaring it. It's already been set up.
0: You're right. It and had have, have it be
1: like a Ride of the Valkyries type of a moment, where he's coming in playing her music, connect her to the story at in least some way. Show we've basically completely forgotten about yeah, her. Exactly, the movie's forgotten about her. She's he's basically forgotten about her. Yeah, that's one thing I would have liked instead of,
0: I, Anyway, did, did you happen to notice? So I, you know, you got to get the body kind of eventually. But so he he basically shoots his way to this trailer where you know again there's kind of. Uh, illegal activity going on in the trailer, but he surveys the scene. He looks exactly like the Terminator when he's inside the trailer looking around. Oh yeah,
1: the way the way he handles a submachine gun, it, oh, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Arnold has a particular pose. Yes, when he po- bursts into a place and has a one-handed machine gun. And then when he he's walking
0: around like looking side to side, it, it, it's a hundred percent the Terminator. Oh,
1: that that right, I didn't notice. Him yeah. looking around, but yeah. Uh, yeah, like his he like has like a, his knees bent and he definitely does a certain move like. Arnold shooting an SMG kind of a thing. Yeah. Do you want to go through these one by one? I don't know if we have to. Uh, just get the body count. We, we got the highlights. The poor guy getting crushed. Well, there's the, the, the guy before him, the sniper like on top of in the conveyor belt, I liked him because he does like a little dance as he falls. <laughs> yes. like Almost in time to the music. It reminded me of the uh, airplane guy with the knife in his back. <laughs>
0: yes. That is, that's a good observation. And that that's, that's a guy, that's a sniper with actually a machine gun. I like the sniper who has a
1: pistol. <laughs> Oh really, there is a the guy who gets ground up
0: uh, no I think it's, I think there 's another one there 's three total that have a, a elevated position. The last one
1: is just firing a pistol. What are you doing <laughs> yeah I mean there 's only so many SM, uh, machine guns to go around, apparently you know? so the, the mob has limited resources. they 've lost a hundred million dollars you know? so, so what was the total body count? Uh, just the scene. Yeah, it was high. Uh, I started at 16. Now, let me just go through one by one. Kills a guy in a conveyor. He's the guy who dances, <laughs> uh, <laughs> kills a guy in heavy machinery. He gets ground up uh, guy on rock hill. I assume he's the pistol guy. Yes. Um, now Arnold is shooting over the windshield that he shot out. Yes. So that was pointless. Uh, Arnold does a drive by and misses everybody. He slides <laughs> down a hill, reloads, comes back up, guys fall, falls in trash. Uh, Guy crashes through a flimsy railing like a 50s western. Yes. that's, <laughs> so that's he's, he's five in the sequence, 20, or no, sorry, five in the sequence, 21 overall. You just needed a Wilhelm scream in that. Yeah, yeah it was very much like ah! that. <laughs> Back to crash. guy still falling. I, I have a note saying stop that movie. Okay, uh, oh, wham, Arnold drives into a backhoe like an idiot. Yes. I like how the music stops there. It's like, boom. It does. It's perfect. It, and br- it broke the cassette player. And no airbag in that either. Oh, yeah. That's true. He hits that pretty fast. Like, he, he you know, he's a tough guy. He's, he can survive that. Well, I think that's the reason he doesn't jump out
0: immediately, too. I do think that they established that him crashing into it, that he's he's um, disoriented.
1: Oh, that could be. Yeah, he, it does take him a moment. Because
0: now think. you get basically the two heavy machineries driving at one another.
1: Yeah, which reminded me of this, the steamroller scene from Austin Powers. Yes. Stop. <laughs> they're they keep cutting back and forth, and then when Arnold jumps out, they're like pretty far away still. Yeah, it's like not not as close as they made it out to be. Uh, okay, so twenty. So yeah, he jumps out, shoots the backhoe driver. So that's number six in the sequence. Twenty two overall. Hides under the dump truck, runs in the trailer, kills two guys. So that's eight, and then shoots the dump truck driver. So that's nine in the sequence, right? Yeah, what you got? Yep. So twenty five total. Starting to stack up. We're getting, we're working our way to thousand. Yeah, I mean it's this ending sequence and this saved ending it <laughs> from
0: well, yeah. This ending sequence really piles them yeah, up. Yeah, it would
1: have been single digits without this stuff.
0: Yeah. Um. So from that he um we get that yeah, there's a news report and Petrovita just assumes that it's Brenner. Yeah. A- and uh, he's basically- upset
1: about fake news yeah. because they're saying <laughs> he, they're, what are they saying? It's, they're saying it's like mob war, they're like mob war. That's not right. Just, he's he's the original fake yeah, news. He is. Uh, And it is very convenient. You have all of the remaining villains all in one spot. Yes. I love because at first they're showing the TV and they're showing the report. Cut to Petrovita on a close-up. He's like, "Ah, and then they cut wide and there's all those guys. It's just like, oh, every one of those guys. (laughs) They're literally just, yeah. That shot just communicates like these guys are all dead. (laughs) It effectively is like the bowling ball is coming and here are all the (laughs) pins that are about to be knocked down. They may as well be oriented in (laughs) the the pins uh, arrangement
0: um and so really this is just the the entire sequence is just really set up for you to do a body count because these guys just get all mowed down yeah
1: this i'll go one by one well first rocket says like look at that mess he must be dead it's like what are you talking about that really bothers like what a stupid thing to say every one of our guys is dead but that probably means he's dead too (laughs) what what are you talking? How, how could you say that? What, what, it's such a dumb thing to say. Anyway. <laughs> this place must be hot. It doesn't need a big ad or even correct spelling. <laughs> I agree with that logic. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's exactly right. Thank that is the perfect analogy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, let's let's get into the Wrecking Crew because Arnold just goes on a rampage.
1: Yes. Well, first we get a shot of Sven in a nice suit, which is nice. Thank you. So we get a Sven fight. There's
0: two things in this that I enjoy. That there's a Sven's fighting. I enjoy the way Sven goes out. Yes, yes, he has the best death. Man. He has the best death, but there's also there's one other one when you get to I want to talk
1: about. Okay, well, I'll go, stop me when you want to stop. All right, stop I, me.
0: I, hopefully I, I'll get it. Well, firstly, he's coming down the elevator and they shoot the elevator, and of course. Oh, they just. It's so many bullets wasting on this elevator. Yeah.
1: For him to sneak through the world's <laughs> largest. Air shaft. It is. It's kind of a. It's kind of a bummer that they show him in the shaft before he bursts out because it would have been fun. Just like they shoot up the elevator and then blah, he just jumps out of an air mean, shaft. He basically, it's like standing up in this thing. And he, how tall is Arnold? 6'4", six, 6'5"? Six, I mean, it's a pretty big air shaft. It's massive. no massive. Um... Yeah, but I have uh, the elevator's empty, and Sven is stunned, I wrote. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, I just you, have to start this, by the way. Time for bodies is actually
0: what I have as my notes.
1: Yeah, I, I think at the beginning of the, uh, of the quarry sequence, I'm just like, here comes the body count. I have a similar yeah. note. Uh, so he shoots a bunch of shotgun shells. It doesn't look like it hits, he hits anybody, but then one guy's on the ground, so I counted that guy. All right. I don't know if that's fair, if you have him. Uh, machine guns, a guy in a gray suit, a man coming through the swinging, swinging doors. I assume that's the kitchen. He's number three. Uh, Arnold takes cover, shoots, down, uh, guns down a guy with a magnum. Did, did you have, four.
0: at some point here, and I think I'm before number four, that gunshots just turn on the disco lights. That's right here. Okay. Sh- they shoot
1: the disco lights, which somehow activates them. <laughs> yes, thank then, you. That's what I love. And then my note is, Arnold, unable to resist the disco lights, runs out on the dance floor, and guns down <laughs> a, sky, a guy in a sky blue suit. So that's number five. Uh, okay.
0: Oh, so number five, here's what I got. Uh, a, a guy behind the bar, is behind the bar, right?
1: That in the blue suit? I'm not sure. Okay, you can pull it up if you want. No, it
0: doesn't matter. So I have you have it in the
1: background. He got Freddy. Oh, yeah. I want to know about Freddy. <laughs> I think that's the do- next guy. Yes, I, have, I definitely have, have a note about that. Okay, so here's what I have. I don't know if he's number spe- seven. Did you? I don't know if you spent any time on Freddy. I did. Well, I'll tell you my note. Unless you want to start, do yours first. I've, I've Freddy, a middle-aged man with a Johnny Unitas flat top, <laughs> takes one in the face, and and then I have a note just saying, "There's a haircut you can set your watch." You can- there's a there's a hard cut you can set your watch to. So, no, I had this
0: imagine. I had this is what I imagined Freddy was, okay? Okay. So, here's I imagined Freddy was like Spider, but more respectful. He was abused by the crew, but only they could tease Freddy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, that's
0: why they're so upset. He got yeah. Freddy! I mean, that, Freddy's the only one they talk about, and they're really upset.
1: Yeah, is so he is I, it the, mascot yeah, the, he's the mascot of the group? Yeah,
0: he's the mascot of the group, and it's like you. Uh, We can belittle this guy, (laughs) we can make fun of him, but nobody else can push around Freddy. That's why they're so pissed. They don't really accomplish anything, because it's not like they even wound Arnold after Freddy, but they're
1: very upset about Freddy going down. It's either that, or they use his haircut to set their watches, and they're upset that they need... (laughs) They're not not going to be able to set their watch. Um, Uh, Okay, so yeah, Freddy was number seven for me. Okay. I don't know, maybe, maybe you didn't count the guy. The was guy just on the floor. floor? Yeah, either way. I just wanted to make sure we covered Freddy. I can deduct that guy if you feel no, like we no, should No, 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 it's fine. He shoots a bunch, that's the first thing, he shoots a bunch of shotgun shells, you don't see anybody hit, And then, but then... There's a body on the there's floor. There's a body on the floor. Yeah. No, it's fine. Alright, Sword
0: 7. I just wanted to make sure I covered Freddy, because I really wondered. <laughs> yeah. My second time through, I'm I spent. I'm like, man, Freddy, I want to know what, happened, what What Freddy's life was like. Yeah,
1: it's the, he's the only one who gets name-checked, it's very strange, Yeah. He he's he, special. He sometimes. got Freddy! Yeah. Um, okay. So then I have Sven goes all aggro and he gets another line of dialogue, which is, (laughs) I'm tracking all of his like nonverbal dialogue. Cause he got someone calling. Did you notice though? That Sven is literally about three feet and hits nothing. No, I didn't. Know that. They are very close to one another. Are they in the same shot together? I, yes. I, I'm not sure. I really fully understood the geography. Of so, all this. so I have then Sven is about three feet from Arnold and runs out of bullets.
0: He does die like a baller though, taking out a whole <laughs> he does. rack of holding glasses above
1: the bar. There's, there's one guy I think, or a couple guys before him. Before him, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have two. Well, at this point, I don't. I don't remember Sven missing from three feet. I'm sure you're right. They're but, very close to one well, another. My, my note is: meanwhile, Arnold blind fires around his cover and shoots a coat rack. That's that's why it's called blind fire.
0: <laughs> I miss he's that. Just, he's,
1: just, he's not looking. He's just, just I miss shooting. I missed the coat rack, though. Yeah, he just shoots up a coat rack. Um, uh, DA cowers next to Sven. Right, yeah. Um, Ar- Arnold army crawls around the bar and guns down another bodyguard. So that's number six overall, or six in the scene, 32 overall. Uh, Arnold grabs a revolver from that guy. Then I have Ringo Starr shows up. I missed that. A guy with a I can kind of picture that. There's actually. a guy with a bowl cut with like a, yeah, you know, those early Beatles bowl cuts. So Arnold says goodbye while well, he says hello, I say. So 33 well done. total, eight in the scene. And then, oh, and then Sven does, I don't know if you noticed this, he does the most hilarious, like, Poke his head out from cover. No, sh- I missed that. <laughs> it's like my note is. It's like the groundhog looking for shadow. <laughs> a shadow because he's tawny fill. Because like there's a moment of quiet and he kind of like huh huh huh, huh? huh? And he kind of like looks left looks right looks left looks right he's just like where is he where is he where is he um, I, I missed it, it. I'll have to go back and I check found it funny. out. Funny. I, I kind of want to find it actually. Let's right, see if I can find fine. it real fast.
0: Uh, so then as you're you're finding that basically almost the entire crew is done but Roca and Petrovito. Are beeline in it to get up the stairs, and they leave one poor guy down there, and and say basically, you got to take care of him. Yes. Well I mean, why is that guy not just saying I would probably turn the gun on myself rather than try and face up against Brenner after what's just occurred.
1: He even has the gall to like taunt him. He's just like, it's just you and me now, buddy. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you doing? Didn't you see what just happened? I mean,
0: Freddie's gone, Sven is gone. What makes think makes you think you're going to survive this? Yeah, I
1: found I found it pretty quick. So here, let's just watch this. Here's, here's Ringo Starr. You're right, that and, is very Ringo. <laughs> watch. He's got a turtleneck, too. Yeah, yeah, that's very 60s. Oh, Arnold a good shot, I never noticed that. Here, watch Sven right here when he pops up from the cover. Huh, uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> See, look at how close they are to one another. That's true, yeah, right here is here. Really... <laughs> Let's watch Sven die. <laughs> There's other lines. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I watch them, I, oh, that, that, is, that might be Sven's best death scene. It's really good. I mean, it's it's one of. I mean, him getting shot through a wall in Predator is pretty good, but it's not something he's doing, right? And it's being like, done to him. Whereas yes. here, he's he's, dying, he's pulling down, <laughs> he's just
0: destroying the bar. But it's did you more see more collateral damage? Th- they oh, collateral <laughs> damage. <laughs> they have to be like three feet from one another.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, I forgot about that part. You're right. They're like literally on the opposite side of a pillar from each other. Yes, and he wastes his last two shots. It's like when you're playing paintball. Have you ever been in that situation where you end up on the same like cover as someone else, and you're yes. just like trying. To to, like shoot get over around it yeah, <laughs> yeah it's basically very, doing blind fire that you're not supposed to right uh yeah so sven is now i gotta find where i was okay so 32 was ringo 33 was ringo i'm adding one sven's 34 so it's nine in the sequence and then yeah that guy that leave behind is number 10 here yeah
0: he he's does not last very long. Yeah. So the one that you added, that's from the beginning of the movie, right? That you didn't have.
1: That's the the stoolie that they killed at the beginning. I forgot. Yeah. I I I Marciano, wrote it down, and I just forgot to Marcello count it.
0: Marcelo or whatever it is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Roca and Petrovita are the only ones left. They like lock themselves in an office.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> this is great. Call the police. Yeah, and Roka's shocked It's just like, the police? <laughs> He, they don't have a chance to call the police, though. No, because sure. sure he just lights up through the door. Roca is just smoked. Yeah, he has no chance. I love how he shoots him through the door, then bursts in shoots him some more. <laughs> it's just like, I'm not done with you yet.
0: Yeah. And, then, and to your point, though, that really this is how Robert Davi... He should be the one behind that
1: door. That right, not yeah. only
0: does he get shot through the door, the door gets kicked in and he shoots him some more.
1: Yeah, you're right. I mean, that would have been enough, I think. I don't. Yeah. You're, I think you're right. You don't need a big fight sequence that's elaborate and long. It's no. just like, just, he just needs to get what's coming to him. Yes. And he doesn't get enough. No. Yeah. And then
0: Petrovita is trying to like talk his way out of it. And there's he gets smoked pretty quickly, too.
1: Does he try to talk his way out of it? What does he say? He, he just, said something. He's just running.
0: He's <laughs> running, but then he says something to him, gets shotgunned, and then I don't know what you had, but I, I says Petrovita gets shotgunned to death and then gets Mike and Ikes dumped all over his body. <laughs> yeah. What is that about?
1: It, Was there a scene that, like he offered him candy at the beginning? Or, well, I don't or think earlier? it's supposed to
0: be candy. I think it's supposed to be some sort of narcotics is what I think. Oh, really? Yeah, just very poorly done. <laughs> So, so like, yeah, they like they look they look like candy. They don't no, they look like candy. Of- but I took it as that it's supposed to be some sort of narcotics.
1: <laughs> I just assumed it was candy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It's like uh, it looks like a fake drug is that, this It this like fake drugs, and that's what it is. It looks like Nuke from Robocop or something. Like, yeah. it this movie isn't playing in that world. It's not making up fake drugs like. You know, it should be cocaine. Right? Did, did you happen to notice, though,
0: getting back to Roka, I kind of missed it because I have this note that he dies hilariously. He, like, kicks his leg out. Did you happen to have a note yeah, on that? Yeah, he
1: definitely has a very elaborate. Like, yeah, death. it was pretty funny. Death Actually, we're,
0: are we kind of on it? No, we're a little bit too still too early because you, you get this poor guy that goes up the
1: steps. Yeah, we could, we could find it if you want. Uh, I, you know, may as well. Because the, the other thing I want to talk about is... There uh, you go. It, <laughs> yeah, <bye. laughs> Kind of like slowly. His up, leg up in the air. Ah! Wait, I'm sorry. We're playing out of clips. I want to hear what he says. I didn't know he was saying anything. Petrovich, I mean. Wait. For God's
0: sake, something! and He doesn't get it out. I mean, he's
1: not like negotiating. I thought I thought you meant he was trying to like offer him a deal. And he shoots him in the back. Yep. Like our hero <laughs> shoots the guy in the back. I know he's the bad guy, and I know like. You know Arnold's character isn't like the like paragon of virtue or anything. Like he's a guy who is clearly more than happy to kill people and break laws. Yeah, but, fake his own death. <laughs> but a movie where the hero shoots the villain in the back, <laughs> it's just like
0: boy, and shows no remorse about it whatsoever. He yeah. has no
1: problem with it. Well, in a minute, uh, you know we're not gonna watch this scene. But he goes, comes back out in the DA. Yeah, Baxter's dad. there, and he like gives him a, a gun and like in a way it seems like he's trying to be honorable. Like I won't shoot an unarmed man, but yeah. it's like he just did. <laughs> Like, why is now you're giving him a gun and you're gonna have like a duel? That I old, don't know that old duel in the end with it's the a Seems like a weird. Yeah, move.
0: he should have just probably just gunned him down
1: too. Yeah, or or just why give him a gun? Like that's the part. Either either say you're under arrest or shoot him. Have Baxter already have a gun? Yeah, or that. But like, and then the fact that it's the it's Baxter, like the least capable person to have a gunfight with Arnold, and he's the last guy who's going to have like a, a old west style draw. It is
0: pretty lame. Yeah, that's either way, way. In the end, it le- it doesn't get drawn out very long, and Baxter gets gets his comeuppance.
1: Yeah, he does. And
0: so what I have now is that uh, once again, instead of the FBI, this time it's the police. They show up to clean up the uh, the mess, but they do have time for a pun.
1: Yes. I love... I, this I, is so awesome. I mean, the fact that it's Ed Lauder who's a guy... I, I'm always going to remember his name now because I, I've been a fan of his for without a long knowing time without it. knowing who he was. Yeah. I, loved, I love it when a movie calls out its own puns. Oh, it's perfect. Like, forgive the pun, whatever he says. But yeah. You wanna, you wanna, I'll let you do it. it look like our leak has just been plugged. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's a really good pun. It is. It took me a second. I, I'm not sure if he hadn't called it out. I'm not sure I would have... Really? Oh, no. I've, I mean, the, the, using the word plugged as a euphemism for shooting a guy, like it seems like a, such a, like a 1930s thing. Like, yeah, see, I plugged him, yeah. see? Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, that's like those those uh, Hercules in New York gangsters. I plugged him. No one says plugged anymore. It does mean shoot a Certainly guy. Certainly
0: not in the 1980s. So I don't, don't think
1: I would have picked up on that pun if he hadn't pointed out his own pun.
0: So, um, yeah, Ed Lauder then thinks he fig- has figured out uh, – figured out who who's behind all this, and somehow he knows to go, well, no, that's right. He gets the information that a car that was stolen registered to Petrovita is on its way basically out to the Rock Falls airport. Right. And uh, so he's going to meet Monique, but not to go with her, just to give her a quarter of a million dollars.
1: Yeah, my note here is, and suddenly it's the end of Casablanca. <laughs> it's nice. literally just the end of Casablanca. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, because, <laughs> well, okay, I'm just going to read my note word for word. They took the entire speech from Casablanca about how the problems of two people don't amount to a hill of beans and you'll regret it maybe not today or tomorrow and we'll always have Paris and they distill it down to, you're not coming, are you? No. (laughs) That's it. That's all you need. (laughs) I mean, otherwise it's the end of Casablanca. I was going to say, well, maybe there's a reason Casablanca's a better movie. I mean, yes. It's certainly a better written movie. I mean, right down to the cop showing up. It's the beginning of a beautiful friendship between him and Ed Laud- Laudner. Pretty much, you're right. Laudner? Now I already forgot his Lauder. name. Lauder. It's Lauder. You know, uh, they're yeah. going off together and they're friends. You know, it's like literally almost beat for beat. You're right. They just don't have uh, the Nazi guy. Right. There's no equivalent of the Nazi guy. So
0: I do wish, though. I wish the movie had just ended here. This this last. Oh, right. <laughs> this <I> actually, <laughs> last
1: scene. <laughs> Until you said that, I went like, "What?" And I looked at my notes, and it says <laughs> Harry recuperates. Oh no. <laughs> I erased it from my memory until you said Does that. it actually say, oh, no? No, my, my note is Harry recuperates, but oh. I, I, I stopped looking at my notes going, like, oh, we're done. And then you said, oh, I wish no, the movie ended not. here. Because and I looked down and I saw my note.
0: This is like the A-team ending for me where they're like embracing
1: it. And in yeah. a freeze frame. Yes, and in a, a freeze deal. frame.
0: So effectively, we, we have a distraught Harry who's in a wheelchair not wanting to do physical ther- therapy. But Arnold comes in and we get the complete summary. He's back together with Amy. He's in the F. FBI and he's going to make Harry walk again. And we accomplish it all in a 30 second scene.
1: Who cares about Harry? I don't. I mean, I guess the whole movie is about his revenge, so he is kind of important, but like, the movie doesn't feel the need to show us his wife learning that her dead husband has come back from the grave. That's not important. We don't need to show you that. Him getting into the FBI and you know redeeming himself in the eyes of the law. Nah, that's not important. We don't need to show you that. Harry learning to walk again. This we need to show it seems like longer than thirty seconds. It seems like an excruciatingly it, long. It sequence. might even be a minute and a half. Whatever it is, it, it might be thirty seconds, but it felt
0: like five minutes. It, it's 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 a totally worthless scene.
1: Yeah, and he goes. Oh, did you give up when your son was around or whatever? Is this stupid?
0: Right, trying to motivate him. It's thing. dumb. It's uh, regarding
1: Henry, all of a sudden, yeah.
0: So, but in, to be honest, I this movie would have been a lot better with the Casablanca ripoff ending. It should have just ended there.
1: Yeah. I agree. I, Arnold and Ned Lauder walk right. off to the helicopter together. Right. Because you
0: could have jumped yeah. to the conclusion that he's back in the FBI, you know, fighting crime again. All, yeah. all of that you could have jumped to that
1: conclusion. Actually, I, I think there is an equivalent of this is the beginning of a beautiful. does he say something like, I'm glad, thanks for not making me chase you or something? Yeah,
0: he said that's the line. Thanks yeah. for not making me chase like, you. Oh, I was
1: too tired. I and mean, that's, that's their equivalent of this is the start of a beautiful friendship. Like the two of them are bonding. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It should have ended there. In my brain, it ended there. Apparently so because you already right. I literally stopped uh, three hours ago i I watched this movie, and my brain already erased the recovery scene all right that's, so that's that was a
0: uh, raw deal i as i as I said to open this um uh, well i want I think now that we've now finished an entire portion. Uh, this would be low budget action. I think I picked everyone. <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> yeah. I think along the way, I pretty much enjoyed everyone, and I thought this one I was going to like the least, but
1: I I really enjoyed this one. Should we uh, rank within the category now? That now that we're yeah, we can do that. A- every episode we can yeah, would, so now we've
0: done them all. We should list them all. So it's the Running Man, right? Raw Deal,
1: Raw Deal, Commando,
0: Commando, and Red Heat, Red Heat, yeah. Is that where we put? Yeah, that, that is where we, we put it. We put Red Heat. So th- those were the four. Um, I guess I'll let you go first, and then since I picked them all, I'll, I'll go last.
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely would say I liked, liked all four also. Yeah, I think it goes, for me, it goes Commando, then to- not Total Recalls. Uh, what else? What are we? What's in this category again? Running Man, Raw Deal, and man. Red Heat. Yeah, so think it goes Commando, Running Man, this, Red Heat. Yeah, same order for me. Yeah.
0: Um, I think I have more fun memories of commando than than you do so i would put commando up higher on the overall list too but easily in this genre commando is the most fun
1: yeah i'd say it's pretty close for me between that and the running man but yeah arnold's you know when i think of schwarzenegger movies i tend not to think of these movies i think because i didn't grow up with commando right you know i'd seen the running man it's like but i never really loved it you know i like it it's a good movie but it's like i'm not sure if it'll make my top 10 it might be close uh but, yeah, he was really good at this kind of B-movie schlocky thing yeah. in a way that it's almost a shame. He didn't do more. I was going to say it's a shame he became a big star. Because oh. it's like, you know, at some point it's kind of, you can't go back. Keep doing those. You can't yeah. go backwards and look like you're good. I mean, it's almost like, you know, I'm thinking about like late uh, uh, Charles Bronson career oh. where, where he went back and did all kinds of schlocky B-movies B like, like all the Death Wish sequels. It's like. Yeah. I I would really enjoy it. If Arnold just became a B movie actor and just kind of embraced, just do the Steven Seagal route of just like, I'm doing three directed video movies a year. Churn out
0: a bunch of movies that Uh, actually
1: would be fun. I mean, I'm sure most of them would be bad, but but you'd get an occasional gem, and I think it would probably be worth it. I mean, you know, as of this recording, those of those people listening to this will know what we think about aftermath. True. We don't know what we think because we're recording this in the past, in the distant past. But, uh, you know, I think I would take. It seems like a pretty serious movie. We don't know much about it, but I think I'd rather trade six pieces of schlock for one like not good movie, like quality movie. Yeah, that's probably true. Let them just crank out. You know, like I said, do the Steven Seagal. I mean, certainly I'd rather watch that Arnold movie. and Arnold, Steven Seagal. Yeah, yeah. You know, just put Steven Seagal out of business is really what I mean. Like, <laughs> hey, Arnold, go to the producers of those Steven Seagal <laughs> movies and say you can get me. Steven Seagal. So I long, think. Steven Seagal. I mean, they'd take that trade. I'm just a cook. <laughs> That's his one good movie.
0: Uh, yes. So, yeah, all in all, I enjoyed Raw Deal, and I'm, uh, I'm glad. I think we got the season off to uh, a good start for our final season.
1: Yeah, I think it probably sounded like we disliked it more than we did because, as I predicted in the beginning, taking it apart is going to destroy yeah. it to a certain degree. But, you know, it's a lot of the little details don't matter. Big picture, it's a fun B movie yeah. for sure. So, anyway. so the final stats? So body count of 38 that's with the one I missed. Man, that's pretty high. It's it's probably about average, right? It's it, I probably would have thought more.
0: Uh, well, I don't know. For a movie like this, that isn't that long. I
1: whatever. It, there's a long, long drought. Yeah. There's like eight at the beginning, and then there's. I mean, it's I, true. Probably an hour at least where there's no body count at all. But we are going to get something. We realized as
0: we did more and more of these episodes, there weren't a lot of puns. I was,
1: yeah, only so two. Ex- no, but there's two. Oh right, yeah. I mean, it's better. That's probably over the average. Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, but I agree. It was a good movie. So, anyway, so we this is the first time we've done a real episode in a while. What's next? <laughs> pick the next episode. What's next is uh, You're Up because I'm it's, up, yes. it's your pick. Okay, so this is in part because of the De Laurentiis connection, because this, connect, this movie, Rodio, was what got Arnold out of his Conan contract. It's true. And I think part of the reason why he wanted out of his Conan contract is because. The terrible movie that is Conan the Destroyer. All right, so we're doing the we're finishing up the comic book adaptations. Yes, and also I think just because we did Conan the Barbarian relatively recently. Yeah, I mean we've been on a break for a while, but you know that it's as far as numbered episode is only yeah, three episodes ago. It's so. Fresh enough. All right. Yeah, just that way we can compare the two because they're very different. You know, I I definitely want to do it soon enough after Conan the Barbarian to see the difference, the contrast. Because as much as I really appreciated Conan the Barbarian, you've never seen Conan the Destroyer, correct? No, so,
0: this, so it's uh, we've the, got one each in this season. You've never seen the Sixth Day, and I've never seen Conan the Destroyer, so right. I get to be surprised first.
1: Oh, and you know what? I just realized by doing this, I'm you're beating me to the punch on having seen every Arnold movie. So I'm uh-huh. I'm, I'm handing over the competition to you. I All just right, realized.
0: Fair enough. We didn't have a gentleman's bet on this. No. One. Um, but anyway,
1: yeah, that's the show. Conan the, Bar- Conan the Destroyer. Is next. All right. We should actually just do Conan the Barbarian again. I would prefer that to watching Conan the Destroyer. Uh, it's not good anyway. So that's the show. So uh, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Bad Puns Podcast, and uh, you can find us on YouTube. Search Bad Puns Podcast. Uh, this this is going up pretty far in the future. So I have fingers crossed that uh, most of our catalog will be up by the time you hear this. Uh, no promises. We'll see.
0: I certainly hope so. And if you enjoy the show, please like us and write us a favor favorable review on your podcast app of choice uh and i have one last item of of business now that we are back on the real episodes not the bonus episodes and that's the rule in a crisis situation so i'm starting the season off uh it's something we didn't cover too much in depth so uh, i'm gonna highlight it here but when you're faking your own death make sure you've left a getaway vehicle at the site that you're (laughs) faking your own
1: death yes that's one thing I didn't uh, touch right, on. We, we, didn't,
0: uh, we didn't hammer on it. I was glad that you didn't because it was going to leave me something for like roll in a crisis situation. Okay,
1: good. I, I, that's, that just shows how much is stupid about his faking his own death. I had nine problems with it, and you had another one. <laughs> I got 99 problems <laughs> and
0: leaving a getaway car at your fake death scene ain't one of them. Yes, right? yes.
1: Yeah, how did he get that there? We can't, we can't go back. <laughs> Where did that motorcycle come from? Didn't even think about it. Only anyway. because I had it as the rule. I didn't want to hammer on it. That's the main well, reason obvious, why. Yeah, obviously he followed the rule because uh, yeah, I wouldn't have thought of that.
0: Always stash that vehicle there. If it had been so,
1: me, I would have been stranded there. Like, I fake my own death and i got to hike home.
0: <laughs> we'll be back with Conan the Destroyer.
1: Now you're off and running. Run is like you're scared. Run just like a
0: great out.